0: Postman usually comes every Wednesday. But I just checked the letterbox and this week he hasn't. I'm
1: afraid I don't follow, ma'am.
0: This letter should have been collected and delivered to the newspaper five days ago. It's an advertisement for servants. Since it was never published, would you mind explaining to me what you're doing here?
1: I understand. Well, ma'am, that's exactly what I was going to say to you when you opened the door to us. The truth is that We just come by on the off chance. You know, a big house like this is always in need of someone who knows the ropes.
0: You mean you've served in a house like this one before?
1: This may come as a surprise to you, ma'am, but... We, in fact, used to work here. Here? Oh, no. It was a few years ago. If you don't mind my saying so, ma'am. They were the best years of my life. That's why we come by, because this house means a lot to us. Perhaps I best show you our references, ma'am.
0: No, no, no. Don't bother. There's no need. Uh, so you say you know the house well? Like the back of my hand.
1: Well, that is always assuming that the walls haven't sprouted legs and moved in the meantime.
0: The only thing that moves here is the light. But it changes everything. It's rather difficult, to say the least. One might almost say, unbearable. The only way of enduring it is by keeping a cool head. Oh, yes, ma'am. I don't like fantasies. Strange ideas, do you know what I mean?
1: I think so,
0: ma'am. My children sometimes have strange ideas. You mustn't pay any attention to them. Children will be children. Yes, of course, ma'am. All right. You can stay. Thank you very much, ma'am.
2: Welcome back to the show, listeners. Happy
3: Happy Halloween. It is our Halloween weekend episode, Pete. Yes,
2: indeed. Friday. Yeah. What's Halloween on Sunday? All the good Monday's parties are this weekend. weekend. Well, yes, they are. Uh, and we're very glad that you made some time to listen to our show. We
3: are discussing a fun, spooky Halloween movie today.
2: Absolutely. Uh, listeners, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these you. are the movies that made, made us
3: gay. gay. Absolutely. Andy Or. Welcome back to the show. Andy. Much like a
4: ghost, you can't get rid of me.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
4: Back from the dead. You are.
3: Big from the you dead. are. I was trying to. I was trying to quote mother some mother line. I missed it. Oh well.
5: <laughs> Andy, you
3: were last on for our one of the season premieres where we talked about Scream Two.
4: Another classic. So
3: we're back with another dimension yes. movie.
4: Another dimension movie. Another um, Weinstein contribution to the world. Exactly. Uh. Yep. Mm-hmm. A baby, he for
3: for better or for worse. Yep.
4: We are talking about the others directed
3: by Alejandro Anabar, Amenabar? released Anabar, Amenabar? I even have it hyphenated in my notes, and I still fuck that up. Uh, released August tenth, two thousand one.
2: All right, another Nicole,
3: another Nicole movie.
2: I can't believe this movie is that old. Yeah, I feel like I just, I just, just saw it in the theater mm-hmm. twenty two years ago. Summer
3: of two thousand one, baby. Oh, it was a huge movie season.
2: Okay. You two have been uh, very excited about the summer of 2001. Dude, I remember seeing I mean, this okay, video. Pete.
3: Yes. Summer of 2001. Uh-huh. I was trying to get a hold of the EW summer preview oh, sure. of this year. Uh-huh. And do you know who was on the cover? <sighs> oh, Take a guess. Big movie <laughs> from summer of 2001. <laughs>
4: It's I Tim sound like Burton. a car trying to start not being able yeah. to. Like, bur, bur, bur.
3: It's Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes.
4: Oh, it was Marky Mark?
2: Yep. Yeah.
3: Oh, July. But July was, 4th weekend.
4: Was, was it like Marky Mark like holding like Helena Bonham ape?
2: They were all in costume. It was like a family oh, okay. portrait it was, of the yeah, entire cast. It was cast. Helena and it was Tim Roth and it was and it was Marky Mark. Wow. Maybe Marky Mark decided to plant a tree. Sorry. Wanted to help people. Um,
5: Yeah, that was a great
2: movie summer. I
3: remember that issue. It began with The Mummy Returns. Uh And it was banger after banger the entire (laughs) summer. Like, we got a Steven Spielberg movie. We got a Tim Burton movie. We got um, some big sequels. Here's the thing
4: uh, 2001 was a great year up until the end sure. of the end of oh, summer till around, yeah
2: yeah
3: you till know. around yeah. august
4: yeah because yeah, like something's happened <laughs> till around, around there. late august until we got to yeah,
3: like the right. release
2: of glitter well yeah
4: but- <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the release of glitter is, is what really tanked oh, what really tanked boy. the year
2: oh my goodness if you gracious. talk to mariah
4: that's what she thinks maybe that's
2: yeah. why i have 2001 blocked out um yeah, no, but that was a really good uh, EW summer preview. I remember being so excited for AI, artificial intelligence. It
3: would have been nice to have to for the episode to read through because I was looking yeah. at the others write-up. Yeah. The others write-up had, it was probably one of the sidebar paragraphs of the Nicole Kidman uh, ghost story movie mm-hmm,
5: that's mm-hmm. going
3: to be at the later half of the summer. And that was really all got, was just a paragraph. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of commemorate that, I was suppo- we are supposed to do this for our Mummy Returns episode that we scratched in favor to do our Interview
2: with, interview the, Vampire. Interview
3: with the Vampire episode, that I have a little quiz for the summer of 2001. Okay. Work. So this is how it's going to work. Okay. I'm going to name the tagline. Ooh. And you're gonna try to guess the movie. Okay, Fine. okay,
4: okay. All right. And then we'll got go to you, over. So this like was the box a big. Office. This is a big year for me. Yeah. Two thousand one, because this was I. So I was thirteen. Oh my goodness. Seventh grade, very very formative, and mm-hmm. I think I was fourteen. And in my hometown, they had just opened um, a brand new theater, and so we had nothing to do but like go to that theater all the time. Sure. So we saw all all yeah. of the movies. You know, it was like I you remember there in,
2: was in Monrovia,
4: right? Yeah. It was when they opened the, the Kricorian. The 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 yeah, oh, I was yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was
2: gonna ask you, was it stadium seating? Was it just like old theater? Uh no, auditorium? it was stadium seating.
4: Um uh, we had the Man Six, which is right by mm-hmm. the Monrovia, uh, it's where they uh the bed bath and beyond was. I love <laughs> how that
3: I love how the Kricorian is laid out, like that long hallway
4: when you're walking up. Oh yeah, and it was pa- like it was constantly yeah. packed when I was a kiddo. It's a nice yeah. theater. It is, but and there would be times when we would go because we had seen every fucking movie. Where we would go and be like, "Oh well, we've seen everything, sure. so I guess we can't." And they would have twelve movies yeah. in twelve theaters, it and wasn't you saw like, them all. Yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> Avatar is taking up like half the. Summer yeah. of two thousand one, yeah.
3: like you could have walked into a wow. into a movie theater and it would have just been like a banger.
4: Yeah, Love my allowance that. was constantly just depleted because it was banger after banger yeah. after banger. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, I've
2: seen my fair share of movies at that movie theater. I, I w- hope to. Yep. I was uh, twenty-three in two thousand and
3: one. All right. Well, I'm going to say the tagline and see if you can guess the movie. All okay. okay, right. So, the greatest fairy tale never told.
4: Finding Neverland.
3: Finding Neverland was two thousand four. No. <laughs> <laughs> this was also the highest grossing movie. Of tooth of of the summer, I was gonna say of two thousand and one, but I think I, know what it is. I think Fellowship beat it.
2: Is it Shrek? It is Shrek. It's oh! Shrek, the biggest movie of the summer, two hundred and sixty seven million dollars um, domestic. I mean, God bless Shrek. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that's really, I mean, game changer when it came to animation. That mm-hmm. for years after everyone was trying to copy Shrek.
4: Sure. This was also that time where being like a 13-year-old boy, like we were all very annoying and just repeating catchphrases from movies a lot. So we were just always talking like Mike Myers. There's one line in particular from the the trailer for this movie, the others, (laughs) that, you know, it's the line. Oh, I know. And and we we would just say it to each other (laughs) all the time out of nowhere, just like, hey, how are you doing? And and we thought we were so clever. Absolutely. We thought we had the best taste. There There were
2: no memes. We just shouted lines. Back and forth to each other.
4: Yeah, now we don't say words, we just send each so, other yeah, um, messages and, and, and lol. Over
2: three different apps. All right, Scott, what's our next one?
4: The Mouth of the West and the
2: Hands of the East are back. The Mouth of the West and the
4: Hands of the East.
3: This movie are opened, back. I think, oh. the same week as the others.
4: Um, Rush Hour
3: 2. Rush Hour 2.
5: Rush Hour 2. $226 million. Good job.
3: Okay. No more mercy, no more shame, no more sequels, honest. This is another, yeah, another sequel. No more mercy? No more mercy, no more shame, no more no sequels, more honest. We lied.
2: 2001. Mm. I forgot the we lied part. A we, uh, they said we lied at the end. No more mercy, no more shame. So
3: I remember reading this. Scary movie.
2: T- it is scary movie
3: too. Wow. So I remember reading in the summer movie previews that there was going to be a Brando cameo, and they cut it.
1: <gasps> what?
3: They cut it. I believe that he well, filmed... Well, they recast it. He filmed... I think they filmed it. They filmed what? it with Andy Richter and Natasha, yes. and I think it was so crazy that they didn't
4: end up using it. Imagine him participating in something that was yep. too crazy. That I want to uh,
3: say, I remember Andy on Conan like talking about it, and I think that Natasha's talked hell? about it, too.
4: Oh, yeah, I wonder oh. if it involved butter. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Deep fried butter. Okay, next. Uh,
3: David next. is 11 years old. He weighs 60 pounds. He is 4 foot 6 inches tall. He has brown hair. His love is real, but he is not. AI. 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 Colon
2: artificial intelligence.
3: Kind of a big bust that I think everybody was that thinking. That is too long of a catchphrase. First um, all. I think of that I mean. everybody was going in with really high expectations, and the yeah. reviews and the audience response was very mixed about
4: it i'll say that jude law looking like a pretty little doll the robo jiggle. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that was helpful for me sex at doll itch. sex doll jude law because i remember not mad at it i remember looking and on <clears throat> aol you know early World Wide web yes. trying to find out like how i could get one of those <laughs> i <laughs> mean, made 71 million dollars that's okay. it that's it and
3: wow. i think the production budget was pretty high for that movie i don't doubt it all exactly. right the next one this summer go blonde Legally, Legally Blonde? Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $96 million. Wow. <laughs> wow. Movie that we have covered this Murders year. Murder's Row this year. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. that, ooh
4: that, that, that's... Hey. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys.
3: <laughs> Sometimes the world of the living gets mixed up with the world of the dead. Sooner or later, they will find out. I think that's two catch... I think that's two taglines.
2: Sooner or later, they will find out. Mm-hmm.
3: Sometimes the world of the living gets mixed up with the world
2: of the the dead. It gets mixed up with the world of the dead. And it's not this movie? And it's from two thousand.
3: It's the others.
0: It is the others. I (laughs) I wanted to throw in the others. (laughs) No.
2: I mean, gross ninety
4: six million dollars. Wow.
3: Very good. It made a pretty big profit. I think it was probably around eighteen million.
4: Holy cow. I mean there aren't a ton of like special effects. It's all pretty So
3: this movie they did a quiet release in probably about Maybe a thousand cinemas Hmm. in August. And as the weeks went on, they kept, they kept like. Got a lot of really good word of mouth. They kept like upping the theater. So it gradually made more and more money as it went on.
4: Interesting. Yeah. Considering that a sleeper
5: hit. I I mean,
4: we've got to talk about the fact that an executive producer on this movie is none other than. Mr. X Tom Cruise. We'll talk about that. Okay. I want to... Tommy,
5: can you hear me? We'll
3: table that conversation for later. I want to talk more about that later. All
4: right. But, I mean, in a post, eyes wide shut...
3: Yeah, sure. Last, you
4: know, last Clash of the Titans. Her (laughs) first
3: public appearance without Tom Cruise after the the divorce was on the red carpet for the others with her date, Naomi Watts. Wow. Work. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, unidentified fan, according to IMDb, we
3: found uh, <laughs> we found like a Getty image photo. It was Nicole Kidman at, at the and premiere friend. of the others and Friend.
4: and friend and blonde <laughs> because and I other mean, blonde. This was this was pre Mahone Drive too. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I mean I remember that being part of the origin story of uh, Naomi Watson sure. and with the ring. Yeah, was that they were like, oh, she's Nicole Kidman's friend. She's a friend. Okay,
3: all right. Here's one that friends I- can pull
2: strings. Are you listening? Successful friends.
3: Here's one that um, I'm curious if either one of you are going to get. I saw this mm. movie in the theater. Uh, enter a new dimension beyond all you can imagine, where fantasy becomes reality. Is it for
2: like Dolby THX? No. Nope. Uh, okay. Enter a new dimension where fantasy becomes reality. And this is not this is not all the, you can imagine. Like where an fantasy ad for Blue becomes, movies. It sounds
3: like an HD TV ad. But it is not. It is an animated movie.
2: Oh, okay. It's an animated movie from 2001, and we're entering a new dimension. Oh, is it
4: that Final Fantasy? It is the <gasps> Final Fantasy. Oh, the, the spirits,
3: spirits within. within.
2: Everybody was uh, blown away by that trailer
3: when it came out. The guy it's looked like Matt Damon.
4: Yeah, I remember being no, an apologist like, for that movie. I went like to see it with my friends. They're like, this is so boring. And I, I, was like,
3: no, yeah. I no, saw that good. movie at, at a random dollar theater in Orange County that I always... Tr- I always it bothers me that I don't know where that theater is. That I've even Google searched it. Dollar Theater, Southern California. That oh, were closed. there's so many. I know. <laughs> but we're they were it. everywhere at that time where you could yeah. go see movies for a dollar. And yeah. I saw that and Final Destination at that theater.
2: Ooh, the, wow. the final uh, double feature. Well, wasn't was, there like a sexy love scene for these like uh, for these like CGI? I, so. I remember people. none of it. Yeah, Ming Na and uh, Alec Baldwin. But the Alec Baldwin character looks like Ben Affleck.
3: It looked like Alec Baldwin from like, from like Beetlejuice.
2: No, he just straight up looked like Ben Affleck. Okay, (laughs) like it was weird. Like I remember like reviews pointing
3: it out. Um, All right, here's the next one on July 27th. Take back the planet. Planet of the Apes. It's Planet of the Apes. I thought Planet of the Apes was a July 4th movie. July 27th. How do you like that? Okay. I mean, I think that we all felt the disappointment. Getting out of Planet of the Apes. I remember being so excited for that. I was, I
2: was at the height of my like Tim Burton apology.
3: I remember being era. really disappointed. So I was like, no, and I didn't guys, want to admit to myself that it. it was not great. <laughs> if you have what it takes, you can have it all. And then here's another one. When the sun goes down, another world comes to life. Ooh. So this is the start of a very successful franchise for Universal. That they are still cranking out these movies
2: and people fucking love them. When the sun goes down, you can have it all? Okay. The Fast and the Furious. It's
3: it's Uh, the Fast and the Furious. I I it is the fast and which the one? It is the Fast and the Furious. Really? Wow. The, the first like one.
4: number 1? Yep. Wow. I said
3: uh, not to confuse you but I said two taglines.
2: Yeah, no, like, yeah, I got that I part. Too fast, too but furious. I don't think either of them had anything to do with the Fast and the Furious.
3: When the sun goes down another world comes to I mean, life what? like illegal street racing. I guess. I, I think
2: that's the idea. thought it was about idea. like, like you know reminds fairies of, or something.
4: It's like the the language version of those Kenner action figures from movies that like ah. didn't actually <laughs> like you're like, "Oh no, that guy wasn't so ripped." Or right, that, right, that right, woman yeah. didn't have such big boobs. Right. The um, Luke
2: Skywalker, where his chest is like 50, oh yes! 50 inches. Yes. And
4: You're his like, waist damn. is like
2: 27 inches. Yes.
4: <laughs> I distinctly remember licking that action figure. Scott's got him in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> we still have he Cuddles him. with him at yeah. night. <laughs> 3.75 inches. Man. That,
2: that Luke Skywalker is wild, you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, he built. He built. Mark Hamill. Yeah.
3: Not built. No, not okay. so much. <laughs> I have another one. All right. Disaster is an instinct.
2: Disaster is an instinct. That uh, Here's another one. Too
3: late for twisting. My grinder time, handle for a bit. this time it's not just a walk in the park. This time it's not just a walk in the park.
4: Jurassic Park 3.
3: Jurassic Park 3. Hey. Yeah. Um I would say one of the underrated of the Jurassic Park movies. There has been far worse. Oh, the others. Thank you. Where were we when we first watched the others?
2: I was at the Cacorian Theater. It was Kerkorian, yep. Did you? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. And was no, I remember say, Well, was maybe I
4: did Kikorian. because Friday I saw it with Earhart and we liked yeah, going to that theater. Friday night, big group of friends. Um, and we just kept repeating that one line from the trailer as we were like waiting to enter the theater. Uh, because again, we thought we, we thought we were sophisticated comedians.
3: Because this movie was marketed that Miramax put everything in this trailer. They're like, oh, like we can't have this movie fail. Like, we are putting in every single line delivery of Nicole Kidman and Fiona um, Flanagan. Fian- Fian- Fianula.
2: Fianula? I love Fianula Flanagan. Mm-hmm. What a name. She was on Star Trek The Next Generation. She played Data's mother.
3: I always remember her from The Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, okay, too. yeah. Also that.
2: Mm-hmm. Also that.
3: Um, I remember I was in Southern California when this movie opened that I really wanted to see it. But for some reason, we went to Rat Race instead. <laughs>
4: <laughs> rat Race. We were race. at
3: City Walk, and we saw Rat Race instead of the others. Gosh. I had to wait thats tough. to see this movie. I probably saw this early October in Lewistown. I remember it was a rainy day. I was uh, being a stagehand on The Three Musketeers, the school play. <laughs> and me and my best friend Jamie went to this movie. I... Don't even think my parents were even
2: in town. Were you scared? Yeah. What was yeah. your What was your take? Oh, loved it. I mean, scary I, moments in this movie. I did, I did not figure out the twist. edge of my seat. I, I didn't either. No, I, I thought it was I didn't very it. clever. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I will say classic bait and switch marketing. I will say though that the marketing gave away a lot of good yeah. scares. Yeah. I mean, our favorite line we can all say: "I am your daughter." Are you mad? <laughs> I am your daughter. Uh, you know that was. All over the marketing, and yeah, we loved so it. Be, and it, it
4: wasn't, and th- there aren't really a whole lot of jump scares. No, in there's, this. there's not. But, it's more just the. the but that's slow such a big. Loading, but that's yeah. such a big moment,
2: and for them to blow yeah, the fact that we get to blow it yeah. in the ad campaign oh, to put it in TV spots Bugged the shit out of me. Fucking Weinsteins. But I still have to say, yeah, none of us called the twist. We were all like, geeked, gooped, and gagged when we when like. You know, we got yeah. to the the bit the big ending. I was like, uh, we were watching it
4: the other day just to prep for this. And I and remember I like, all <laughs> of us at thirteen being really cool. We're like, oh my god, you remember what it's like? It's like the Sixth Sense. Do you remember that? <laughs> and They're like, oh my god, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because the, they were they were <laughs> Oh my, yeah, 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 yeah. No, we thought we were the hi- like making that connection. We're yeah, like, Oh my yeah. gosh. So no, that's
3: pretty good. You mentioned something a little earlier that one of the men responsible for this movie is Nicole Kidman's ex husband, Tom other Cruise. Than- <laughs> Me, can you hear
5: me? Yeah.
4: has he ever been an executive producer on anything
3: i think that, that he he's not exactly he has not done. all of his own movies yeah. he uh yeah, does but, stuff with cameron crowe i think that he oh, okay. exec produced elizabeth town did paula wagner work on any
2: non-tom Cruise projects
3: i don't think so yeah. and they were like work buddies at the time with at, at paramount
2: now i always got it confused because doesn't he have a sister that like what does she just do his hair or something
3: Oh, I don't the, know. Yeah, Tom a, Tom Cruise does does that's have a like sister. Real that's very hands on with his career.
2: Maybe she's his manager. Yeah, or something. Maybe she's his new liaison. So I
3: have a little theory of that why Xenia. Tom Cruise ended up producing this movie. So this director, he's from Spain. He directed. He is from Spain. He like is from Hilaria, Spain. Like Ilaria
2: uh, Baldwin. ¿Cómo se dice cucumber? <laughs> well, that's how, that's how when Alec would talk about Hilaria on like talk shows and stuff. You're and obsessed, with ex- obsessed with Hilaria Baldwin. Obsessed with
3: It's like when a kid discovers death. So when he would,
2: <laughs> so when he would talk about her on talk shows, and he would do the Spanish accent, oh, and, the, yeah. and the and the and the talk show host would laugh and laugh, and then he'd preface it and go, "My wife's from Spain." <laughs>
4: So dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I, I swear, this isn't problematic. My, wife, my wife is I'm allowed. <laughs> I'm allowed. So we would have would we you have, you have, have, you have mixed race children. So what you like, just but said but right now that they're the, they're the directors from Spain.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm in a bar. So this director
3: did a movie Wonderkind. So you know, he did a movie called Open Your Eyes. Yes, that, 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 that Tom Cruise and oh Cameron Crowe watched this movie and both oh, were, and they right. were jerking each other off. They were just jerking each other off. And hell bent that they had to do an american remake of this movie. They didn't. That yeah, I would say <laughs> did
2: not.
4: <laughs> and would I think that
3: just Tom him? Cruise was courting the director and I would imagine that he was just like anything that you want to make we can make it happen because I'm Tom fucking Cruise.
4: Do we have any? Okay, I'm really fascinated at the genesis of this because, like, it's right. it won like eight
2: Goya awards. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it's it was
4: filmed in Spain, it's co
2: financed with like it's Spain. Be, it's because Emmanuel so. is a, bar a yeah. Spanish director and he just like probably 90% this of this is going to be my is... big US movie, but fuck if I'm not going to make it in Spain, yeah. but
4: yo, know, isn't that I just find that bizarre that it's yeah. like it's it's in English, you've right? Got English-speaking actors, but right. everybody else who's contributed to it is Spanish. Well, I think it might have been
2: Tom Cruise's way, like Scott was saying. If you give me Abre los ojos, yeah, I will make give you. you I will give you Nicole. I'll give and you Nicole. You could have made this movie in Spain. I'm used to bartering with her, right? As a as we a spent chip. time with Stanley you know, Kubrick. Okay? Exactly. She <laughs> she's a, she's a poker chip, and he's probably said you could make your little ghost movie in Spain, and it'll do well. And it'll be crossover, and we'll love it like God of los Ojos*. But if you make it with Nicole, and make it an American movie, it'll be a global hit. It will, and you will be the next, you know, Cameron Crowe or whatever. And mind I mean, you, he can't even closet, say Del Toro.
4: We, I mean, this was a closet gay.
2: I'm in a bar. Yeah. Oh, he's not did out. We know at that the he time. is gay. Is he gay? Yeah. Yeah. Is that confirmed? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't is. know that. But yeah, he
4: didn't is. come out until like 2016. Oh, I didn't
3: know that one. He got okay. married to a
4: man and then they got divorced. Uh, there.
3: I mean, he did do that crazy <laughs> um, movie with Ritual Vice and Gora. So it's like that oh, yeah. that seems like something yeah. that a gay man would yeah. have like
4: yeah. I, yeah
2: yeah would have done
4: Yeah but imagine it's like you're you're a gay you're a closeted gay Spaniard and
2: Tom Cruise approaches you Tom Cruise approaches <laughs> you and he's like
4: um and he's like you can't play with my parts I'll but g- you can yeah. turn I'll my wife you, into a doll I'll give you a million dollars play to with sleep her with hair <laughs> This will be the one time she doesn't wear a wig the one, the one time she I doesn't think, wear a wig I think she is wigged in this movie I don't know. There's actually one part where she so like beautiful. she shakes Nicole's, her head really Nicole's fast. Wigs that good. <laughs> and I didn't see any. I saw no scenes. Uh, no line, it didn't come, Yeah, no everything was really. I was like, I think that might be. And it's so short and it's fine, finely textured.
2: I don't know. Well, that's that's up. That's up for debate. But I. But yeah, I. I mean, I think our our kind of this is these are our theories that we've come up with, and because sure. it does. Beg the question: What the fuck? Like yeah. the circumstances about this movie being made, like you're saying, Spanish director, Spanish crew, made in Spain. Yeah, but at it's the gonna time be... it was
4: quote unquote the highest grow. It was the highest yeah. grossing like film in Spain. And you're right; it won it all the. It was nominated Goyas. for 50. 50- Teen Goya's won eight. Yeah, won best. Picture, it best film. Best, yeah. yeah, best and picture, it's, best director, and not a line of Spanish. Yeah, and, yeah, not and, a, best screenplay. And it was the first screenplay in Spanish in the Goyas. To, yeah,
2: <laughs> to be totally in English. In English, so you're yeah. It's like
4: what? What the fuck happened here? Yeah,
2: and it's like Del Toro when he was making his movies, his his Spanish movies. It's like yeah, he always just had a, a Spanish crew, but he also used actor like Mexican actors. And well, he used a lot of Spanish actors as well because. He's obsessed with this mini civil war, but that's a different story. But <clears throat> yeah, it's just so interesting that he was able to, after making one big hit, mm-hmm. to say like, okay, now you're gonna break out into the United States. Unfortunately, he did not become a huge
4: U.S. like, you know. No, but I will tell you, Ford, he so, uh, he won the me. he won the. I was gonna say, uh, fortune did befall him, and that was glowing up.
2: Oh sure, okay. Because I was looking at pictures did get the, of him. did you go to Turkey to get the uh? The Is old he kind plugs? of a daddy now. <laughs> yeah,
4: no, he's he's daddied up. Okay. Is he dad now? Yeah, okay. he looks yeah. great. And but uh, I was watching the behind the scenes from 2001. He did not. No, and he was. He was yeah. actually like he had that thing that the the British folks do where their teeth are so bad. That the top lip, like, is really tightly kind of covering what's happening. Oh, my God. But then you can tell that motherfucker got caps. Oh, he's yeah. Smiling. He looks good. Um, yeah, it looks like yeah. he got his hairline kind of fixed. I
3: mean, Pete, he did direct a movie that won the foreign language Oscar. Which is called... In 2004, true, true, true. The Sea Inside. The Sea Inside. With Harvey Bardem.
2: Okay, 20 years ago.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Is you know what I, nothing could. Not, you were I mean, I feel like twenty years ago, but like, yeah. but like now, <laughs> he, would be, he would be handled like he would be handed like a movie franchise. But he's not <laughs> like um, the guy that did the orphanage, right? Uh, a couple years ago, was given
2: one of the Jurassic Park sequels.
5: Mm, okay, mm-hmm.
2: okay. But yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, the Sea Inside was a hit, but it's like he. Did, it's not like Joe. You know. The Plumber is all about, like, Alejandro Amenabar movies. Like, Joseph Plumber just died, sorry. Too soon. Oh, I know. I didn't really mean him. I just meant, like... I think know. this movie... I'm is, just saying, he's not a household name in 2023. I
3: think this movie is really interesting when you look at the landscape for horror movies Absolutely. that... Yeah. He yeah. mentioned that just sort of... He was becoming frustrated with the tendencies of contemporary horror movies, with just kind of all of these in jokes. Uh, scream. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
3: or either they're gory, they're expensive, they use too much special effects. I mean, this was a couple years removed from Yondebont's The Haunting.
5: Oh to, that, was- that people kind of forget
3: <laughs> that the Sixth Sense kind of gooped the haunting that right, everybody right, went into right. yeah, the summer cool. movie season of 99 thinking oh bitch the haunting remake I mean, Liam Neeson, is going to be a big yeah. deal Alan Jones, and then uh,
4: owen wilson we thought it was there and, and then and the it, sixth
3: sense just nice. came and just like was this huge cultural smash also open in August which is probably the reasoning why the Weinstein's put this movie late summer because it worked a couple years before for the sixth Sense. Yeah.
4: you know what's fascinating too like so this is a Weinstein movie but then they did all the I mean with dimension they were doing scream they were doing, yeah, right right they were doing <laughs> Halloween h like they, they were, they were doing producing doing their own counter programming the they were part of the pro- yeah. they were like we're gonna be the problem and the and this was, <laughs> I mean, it's so
3: I mean it's so interesting that this movie landed in the Weinstein's lap yeah. especially being produced by somebody like tom cruise yeah i'm just kind of shocked that paramount didn't do it because i think at this time tom was more or less making movies exclusively with paramount
5: okay. because they
3: did all of the mission impossible movies oh okay
2: mm. um i like a horror movie where there uh no one dies i mean do you know what i mean it's like there's not like well there's I mean, not you kills could-
4: Okay, they're not sure. kills. They're yeah, not I was yeah. Like, you kills. could make the... I mean,
2: well, yeah, they're dead, but they're, they, they've, been, they've already been that way. Mm-hmm. So there's no kills, so there's no, like, body count. You know what I sure, mean? Sure, 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 because it's not it, a
4: slasher. And right. it, When you think about the fact that, like, what came after, like, the horror after this period, mm-hmm. this is when we start to get into, like, the Saw and the torture yeah. porn. Yes. You know. and, not for me. You know, and it, it's bizarre that it's, like, we went from slashers that, like, we're kind of. I mean, as much as we yeah. love, as much as we love a scream franchise and all that, I mean, Scream Three and stuff. We were sort of getting. Yeah. It was getting tired. It was yeah.
3: running out of gas.
4: And so they bring back the haunted house. Movie. Well, I yeah. also
3: feel like something like Columbine kind of had a big deal. And then again, of,
4: there, something happened yeah. like late summer, early fall, <laughs> to, like two thousand one. Two thousand one. Like, sure, really, sure. Yeah.
2: Sure. I wonder. I wonder. Kind of changed your sensibilities as a country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> but no yeah, you're right there's some, there's something to be said for a uh, a moody haunted house movie um you know, like like you're mentioning the sixth sense not a haunted house but but yeah. like a moody um, kind of horror kind movie. of some
3: of the references that uh Alejandro talks about when mm-hmm. developing the story rebecca the changeling the shining uh, the yes. innocence the innocence right. yeah, robert yeah, yeah. wise the haunting that yeah. uh he oh, yeah, said oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I put these haunted house films together, and I had a little trick for the end. So, and especially when you look at a movie like The Innocents, too.
2: Yeah. That's the one that's the, uh, the
4: *Blind Manor? Turn of the, sh- of, the- of the screw. Oh, I mean, the, the, the atmosphere. Yeah. The um, One thing I thought would be really interesting would be to see this film desaturated. I wonder if it yeah. still plays like in black and white, considering how much of the movie takes place in darkness. Right, right, right. Um, in watching the behind the scenes with Nicole Kidman, she said, like, she's like, oh, this movie is a cinematographer's dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of what you get to do with light. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, I would love to see yeah. like a, a black and white <clears throat> print of this.
2: Uh, you know, I was noticing that too when um, we watched a, our Blu ray copy of it. We don't have the 4K. Quite we don't yet. have the 4K criterion um, yet. It just came out this week though. Yeah. So we oh, watched. We watched our Blu-ray on a 4K Sponcon. television. No, i just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Criterion Channel. If you're listening, hit us up. Um, occasionally, an older movie with older special effects don't always scale up to like a 4K television, right? Sure. And sometimes the effects look a little wonky. And then there's that thing, like in a sitcom, where they're like, "Good night," and they turn off the lights, and then. At the same moment, like, blue light is flooded into the room. So Very theater. Yeah, very theater. So they did a couple of things in this movie that were so successful, where they would close the curtains, and then she would light a candle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it got so dark, but then the candlelight would, like, start off soft, but then it was enough to light up the two or three people that were in the scene. And it was just like, damn bitch, they really did that. That, that looks good. Yeah. Like it didn't look like, and now we're shining a spotlight on you to like be the candlelight. Cause that's
4: not an easy thing no, to yeah, do. Yeah, no. And, I mean, lighting is fucking challenging. So yeah, when you think that they were able yeah. to, and then the moments where there are, and they do it a lot. It's in a lot of yeah. scenes where it's just a candle or a There's torch. one thing I noticed. And I wondered if it was like, if it was just the, the shots they chose, if it was intentional, but mm-hmm. there are several times where she goes to close curtains and there's just a little mm-hmm. sliver of light. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think like that was that was intentional. Right. Well, it's that thing with blackout curtains. It's that's real. Like I'm
2: wild about the blackout curtains. Oh, yeah. No, the I can't. Li- I'm like, and bitch, and- I shit. need to know this will never do. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I cannot with a little sliver. I'm like just readjusting until I'm about to get the like binder clips and like. Binder clip the two together down the middle. So I don't get it. Well, but you're photosensitive, that's why. Yeah, I've got the pigmentosa. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, mommy, the light.
2: <laughs> you know I can't.
4: You know I can't. Go to the other okay, room. Jane you, and Michael can't over here.
2: Okay. We haven't even started talking about them yet, but these kids, oh, wow. they are, both of them do such an amazing job at these performances. Yeah. The little boy, you just want to, squeeze his cheeks and tell him to get your shit together. <laughs> and the, and the daughter is just like, Oh my God. And apparently They're they had so a hell of a time finding. Good. Her.
4: They talked about, they sure. said it was like a six month search for, oh, and I was man. trying to think at first I was like, Oh God. Like they always say that about kid actors. Right, and stuff. Right. But you're like, no, because she used to go, like she used to be an antagonist. They have to do a lot. Right. Yeah. Yep. The fact that just like she and Nicole Kidman are like up in each other's business. Mm-hmm. And kids
3: very rarely in movies aren't, they, are, they don't play assholes too. Yeah. Like, they don't play yeah, asshole children. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This
4: little girl had to be self possessed. Yes. She's playing a little, kind of a little bit of a bad seed thing. Yeah. And, um, because yeah, we're not so supposed, good. I mean, that's kind of the fun thing about like when she says, you know, she sees Victor is right. that we're like, you know, and does she? Is her she? Her mother yeah. is obviously trying to, and that that's the fun of the ambiguity is that her mm-hmm. mother is like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, and like, it's really bored. fun in rewatches where
3: you can read it in their performance that, oh, these two know. These two know the real story, yeah. But
4: oh, what they're... you didn't,
3: but what you didn't see, you were only getting half the
4: story. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. You know, there's so many cool little things
4: about, like um, little lines. Uh, I think it's like a oh, um, a throwaway line about you know the the twist where she says mm-hmm. early on she's like, "Well, it happened." The little girl, and just like that line, and so watching it, knowing what's coming, you're like, "Wow." When mummy went mad when mummy went oh bad. my god and uh, and when she's uh when they when the um when the three folks come initially and um she's introducing them um she she says you know sometimes my children make up stories mm-hmm. <laughs> um meaning that like there there's this really great subtle way that like it, it especially it, it's it rewards you on rewatches.
2: Oh, yeah. absolutely. It rewards you on yeah. rewatches
4: because if you don't know, I mean, going into it having not seen it for years, I was like, "Jesus, like this movie makes me uneasy." Yeah. Yeah. Because of all the things that they say that, you know, are are going to be validated. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't know who to trust, which is really you're fun building the tension
3: portfolio. with yeah. the pulling of the curtains, locking every door. Yeah, you're that, like, there's what? a whole process what of when you're just, just walking from one <laughs> area of the house to the other, and even too. things
4: about like um, like time and place. It's like okay, so we know that it's like there's something about it being in like this post-war. Right. Yep. You know, Dad is yet to set come. Set on home. the set
3: on the island of Jersey.
4: Yeah, right between like off of Normandy, like mm. between France which I mean.
3: For this in time, especially Channel. for this time, oh, that's out in the boonies. Yeah, no, like you are, you are isolated. close to France.
4: So the fact that they, you know, like how the, she said, the power went out and they just never brought it back. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: And uh, the fact that um, you never know, oh, oh, like when they first come. Uh, what I think is interesting is, uh, you know, and it, it's almost scary at first. I was like, oh, God, what's going to happen? When she's like, well, I guess it's time you should meet the children. Right. Because the way it's presented that like, okay, now we must lock all the doors. We have to close all the blinds. And now yeah. you're going to see my children. And then these are two, precious, and then these two <laughs> precious little angels yeah, come out. Yeah. But she's like, oh, they've just woken up. And I'm like, what fucking time it of day is, is it? It is the middle of the day. <laughs> but you yeah. also don't know because yeah. of the fog.
2: Yeah. That's true, too.
3: Yeah, well, you're right. And I would imagine that she probably keeps hours with her kids that they are up late at night just because that cuts down it's a little easier to have them just sort of walk circumstances the of the where they could touch yeah. light too.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. She's like, yeah, let's just tuck her out. Tuck her out. So,
2: I remember when this movie was first released and it was a bit of a like you said Scott, like a bit of a sleeper hit, right? Yep, and it
3: gradually made more and more money.
2: Yes. And it just it was word of mouth that people were really talking about it. And the twist and they kept and adding just,
3: screens as the weeks went on.
2: Right. Yep. And just how moody it was and everything that we're saying. Not a lot of special effects and still so scary and all that stuff. Well, one of the big Talking points of this movie was the affliction that these two children have. This yeah, talk about that. Xeroderma pigmentosum, and I specifically remember like, uh, not a current affair, but like the other one, hard copy. Like maybe it was like hard copy or one of the one of the news magazines that would be the a truth about the after others. After the news, after the news, but it was just a rag, and they would have and they had extra. Like, Kids. It wasn't quite extra because that was more like that was more celebrity. Celebrity. Yeah. This were these were the ones that did kind of like quote unquote hard news, but there were still just the truth about kids. Yeah, they were kind of exploitation. Yes. Yeah. And so they would have kids with seroderma pigmentosa.
4: <gasps> no. Yes. Oh, those and, poor things. And, and they're the whole, shining a light. Yeah, and, all, and these, these huge cliche no, you know lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't. So the whole it makes thing them British
2: was that their parents would like you said would have their schedules be flipped, ah. and they had. These these little playgrounds set up for them outside oh, so uh. they could go and play
4: outside in the dark. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. <laughs> oh, and my god, like, gosh. Nancy
2: O'Dell or whoever was just, like, eating it up, like, with so a spoon. So is it really like...
4: to that extent of, because I remember, it was funny, when I was trying to think mm-hmm. about, like, what was, like, things that, about this movie that are gay, I was like, well, the kids are dramatic, that's for sure. I mean, that. But when she says, <laughs> when she says to them, like, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they must, they can't be exposed to light, and then she just starts going, like, because they'll start to get sores and blisters, and, and, and then they won't be able to breathe, and after a few minutes, they'll die. Yeah. They'll and suffocate. It, is that really how bad it is? I or is it just like so. you know, like you're you're you start to get sunburned fast or something?
2: Uh it's a genetic disorder, decreased ability to repair DNA damage, such as caused by ultraviolet light. Some symptoms may include a severe sunburn, only after a few minutes. Uh let's see, dry skin, changes in pigmentation, nervous system problems. It just sounds like they're white. It just right, sounds like they're white. Right. People. They're just like, yeah. Uh complications including high risk of skin cancer. I mean, this doesn't look like they're you're gonna like go and get like uh Kirsten, Quickly, cover me with a blanket. Kirsten dunks at the bottom of the well, or anything, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Mommy, the, I'm
0: turning to ash. The
2: photo of the kid that they have at the top of the wiki page is pretty rough. But oh, um, um, yeah. Let me see, viewers. You might want to yeah, go to open up your Wikipedias. Help,
4: Scott. Oh, that's sad. It's not even a white child. No, it's a watermelon. Oh, this guy. one has pigment. Oh, yeah. Poor angel. Yeah, and they've
2: got uh, like natural pigmentation and they still got the pigmentosa. Oh, good lord. Okay, wait, now
4: I'm really going to need to Are <laughs> You're gonna... like, text this Pre- to myself. Prevention, no I... cure no. available. Oh, I feel like Gosh. this
3: movie, I mean, you can do various wiki deep dives on this movie that when you, uh, I was on the Wikipedia today of post mortem photography.
2: Post mortem
4: photography? Oh, I was looking up Chantilly Lace. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean.
3: The practice I was, of I was photographing the... the recently deceased. Okay. Postmortem photography was particularly popular in Victorian Britain from 1860 to 1910. God, these postmortem portraits uh, the were very much like American portraits in style, focusing on the deceased, either displayed as they were asleep or with the family.
4: Yeah, what was this about? Was it like to honor them? Often these images to... were placed Mrs. in family
3: photo
2: albums. Mrs. Wells or Mrs. Mills. Fionnuala Flanagan with the best Irish accent ever. I I, I love Fionnuala Flanagan being just like, yeah, I'm Irish, I'm going to do my damn voice for for once in a movie.
0: Mrs. Mills? Yes, ma'am? Do you have any idea what this might be? It
1: is a photograph album, ma'am.
0: No, but look, they're
1: all asleep. They're not asleep, ma'am. They're dead. It is a book of the dead. In the last century, I believe they used to take photographs of the dead in the hopes that their souls would go on living through the portraits.
0: They're even crew portraits. Hmm? And children. Uh-huh. Oh, it's macabre. How could these people be so superstitious?
1: Grief over the death of
0: a loved one can lead people to do the strangest
4: things. Get rid of it. I don't want it in the house. Yeah, the uh... as I would love like a, a like hot cunty little photo shoot when I'm <laughs> dead. <laughs> I want that. Up. Yeah. yeah, I want that to be. I'm going to write that into my will. That like the moment I'm dead. Yeah, get a get boudoir David photo Chappelle, shoot. Someone yeah. real. A boudoir. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And make it hot. A post mortem Make it hot. Phase. And I want I like I wanna be posed. I wanna yeah. be like things that I didn't do in life, I want to be done to my body.
2: I want them like uh, <laughs> to honor
4: me I to help wanna, my soul like, move on.
2: Like headshots, one where I'm like looking in like a microscope. Oh yeah, one where I'm winking. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> no, I want one of like me in space. Yeah. Like I want. You know what? I also want to commemorate. Like since we're talking about 2001, mm-hmm. the, remember the star shots? Like the, the, we would have the 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 kids that have the pictures with like the bubbles in the oh, background. She, yeah, yeah, like a glamour shot. Yeah, the glamour mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, that was big. I remember me and all the girls would do that. Okay. At I, Clifton Middle. That's when you knew you were in with the cool girls. Ah, well, because they'd be like, Oh, the... do you want to go to the mall and we'll take the picture with the bubbles in the background? Go to the and was oh. like, Go to the
2: San Anita Mall. San
4: Anita Mall, yeah. Oh <laughs> and God. do the photo <sighs> shoot.
2: Well, all right, listeners, you heard it here first. Get your pre order, your post mortem photos. Put them in the will. Put them in the will.
4: But
3: just kind of a fun, spooky layer to this movie that it probably kind of lifts right out. Well, that was
2: another thing, too, that Mm -hmm. I remember reading at the time in like reviews or whatever being like, oh, all those photos that they showed, those are real. Those are real post mortem photos. Are they real now? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I read. That's what the internet Uh, says. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, yeah. Um, i was I was looking up like a, a sensible house shoe. That, that like Nick was wearing. Oh, this don't movie? we
4: love the fact that she? Yeah, her shoes are just butt fucking ugly. They're like loafers, They're like penny loafers almost. Yeah, actually, all of like her heels are. I mean, her this outfits. is a all woman. I, I like her.
2: I mean, they're just like... when is she house dresses? There's a lot of brown, a lot of burgundy. When is she gonna have time to go
3: to town to get a new an, wardrobe? An eggplant. Yeah, she's that's been wearing true. the same like three dresses. Well, everything dresses. is hard
4: for her. Like, remember, she's like, you know, she, what did she say that line? It makes no sense. Where she's like, my husband's gone to war who is going to make, like who's going to like cook or something? Yeah. It's like, and they're like, what? And they act like what? And then she's like, who's going to cook?
2: There's only three of you.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I guess, it, I, I guess you really have been struggling. And, and we also have to point out that like, uh, I think it gets lost in these movies, but like, this is obviously like a very rich woman.
2: Yeah, I would think so if they bought this house. So she's got this yeah. massive house
4: yeah. that she's like used to having Manner like a, lo- a whole lot of help. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, it's just you and two kids, but she's like, "Oh my god, who's going to make yeah. who's going to make breakfast?" She's just, there you are know, three of us. I th-
2: I just I just think Nick with like a, maybe a light uh some light mental illness, you know. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, just I like, mean, I a thought a nervous
3: condition. Well, that's the thing about in this movie is that this, Is it a nervous condition? This yeah. Woman is on the edge. Yes, this entire movie. Yes. I mean, I want to talk a little bit about this performance of Nicole Kidman. I think <laughs> one of my favorite actresses ever I mean, Nick. surprise surprise. Sure. we talk a lot about our Nick, but I think this is probably top five for me, that there is something about her intensity and just her just teetering on the edge of this right. movie. Right. Yeah. And, I, I the, mean, and And I mean, just Nicole at the shotgun. Nicole at the shotgun uh, gosh. cinema, wondering how it's like the other's Cold Mountain, yeah, uh, what other movies she has shotguns in
2: <laughs> you you know that was one of my points about Natalie Portman's performance in Black Swan, yeah, is that she is playing this entire performance is on the verge of tears, right.
4: And and there are people like this. Well, and, this is, and this is and this person fits so yeah. well into this genre. And what I love about this performance is all the ways that it harkens back to and I also noticed the gender of it. Like it's always a woman. Yeah. It's yeah. always, woman. it's like ghosts love women. <laughs> Men are just too cynical, but like for some reason, like a, a, a ghost can get through to a gal. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what, maybe that's the gay component of this. <laughs> There's something very, very queer about the fact that like, it's always a woman who's like, uh, who's, you know, who's the medium,
5: right, who's like right, able yeah, to, who who's
4: able to like cross touch upon over the yeah. others? Mm-hmm. um, even fucking think about like poltergeist. Yeah. You got a little girl, like someone yeah. just so innocent. You
3: got Tangina
4: tangina <laughs> um and they're this yeah they're just crazy. always these like all is it's, welcome <laughs> <laughs> but it's always this yeah it's always this woman who's like <clears throat> life has never been it's also never someone for whom like has although her life could be you could say she's charmed like she's a tortured person yeah yeah you know and yeah. that's part of the the fun of this is that like she like something just happened that like we know about or we don't know about. Mm-hmm. She knows about it. The kids know about it. it. It's unspoken. And that's how we walk into this movie. Somebody
3: is withholding information.
4: Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But I
2: just love how... Yes, she's going through it this entire movie. She's on edge. She's just like... Everybody's kind of on eggshells around... Uh, the hell's her character? Grace. Grace. Yes. And Grace is so... She just, everything that she says just has this like just little dramatic flair to it. Yeah. Like when she can she says, go from a whisper to a shout when in she's like
3: one conversation. Talking
2: about. when oh, she's so passive aggressive. <laughs> oh my God. When she's talking about the children and their condition. And so I don't open one door without closing the previous door and locking it. And, um, so that we can do the curtains and all that stuff. But she says, this house is like a ship yeah. and light. Is like water. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> like, dramatic. Yeah, dramatic.
4: <laughs> oh, and like when she says they can't play the piano, she's like, we highly privilege silence. We? Oh, the we silence. Pri- prize is the silence. Is the like, oh, no one can God. ever
2: play the piano. This huge 50-room mansion. And 15 she,
4: keys. That's all it takes. 15 keys.
2: And these children can't, like, even speak or, like, Fiddle around on the piano.
4: You can't hear
2: them filling on that piano if you're a couple rooms over, lady. Let them be children. Damn. Silence? That would drive me insane. She doesn't have a TV. Well, no one had a TV. No one. But <laughs> she doesn't have a radio. She doesn't have electricity. God damn it. I can't. Grace, get your shit together. But yeah, I do. I do love her. Her flair for the dramatic. I couldn't bear
4: to have another migraine
2: attack. Oh my (laughs) goodness, my (laughs) migraine brings on my migraine. Oh my god.
4: Please tell the mute (laughs) silences.
2: Lydia, is that when Lydia Lydia. went
4: dumb? (laughs) Oh my god! I got got your tongue. tongue? Yeah, doesn't she ask? That's another thing that. Oh, what does she say? It's like, um, oh, was she born a mute? The girl was she born a mute? And she just goes, no. Yeah, and you're like, but what's the story? (laughs) Yeah. This movie knows, but it won't let us know. Well, that's the
3: thing about, I mean, Fiona
4: Flanagan. Fiona Flanagan Flanagan Uh is that
3: she knows what's up.
2: Well, you know what I love about this movie is that it plays with us as the audience. And you said that it it rewards you on second. There's various cards being played when you when you watch this for the first time. You're like wait, are Mrs. Mills and Mr. Tuttle, are they the ghosts? Yeah. Are they the bad guys? Yeah. Are they bringing the ghosts? Because they're very ambiguous to each other. They're like, all right. She's, they're, hiding,
3: they're hiding headstones. Yeah.
2: And, but they do it in a way that they give each other knowing looks, but it's pretty sinister. And they're not actually sinister characters. They're kind of benevolent characters. They. They want to walk Grace and these kids through yeah. what they're going through. That's why they're yeah. there. But we, as the audience, don't know that yet, and we're just like, oh, shit, don't trust yeah. Mr. Tuttle. And it's so fun how that plays and out, because she Mills. says on
4: two, uh, at least two occasions, Mr. Tuttle. It's, once with the, it's once with the headstones, mm-hmm. and then once she says to Anne, when she, when she validates, like, no, I believe you. Right. And she's like, but, you know, your mother doesn't. And she was like, all in time. Yeah. All in time. Yeah. Because it's like what they died fifty years ago. This is not her first rodeo. Right. She's like I'm the, at the tuberculosis. Many people at uh, the tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's like she's she's seen several families come and go, and she's like she's helped people mm-hmm. make this transition. Yeah. So she's she knows that it's like just like with uh, she's not going to be the conversion therapist here. <laughs> she wants to help you. She wants to help you come out of the closet, but she knows that it's like it All takes in, some time. it's your journey. It's yep. your journey. So she just wants to be here to to cheer yeah, you on and sure. to be like, No, no, no. Of course it's the mute upstairs. <laughs> she's Stomping not outside. around. Yeah. And she's like, No, ma'am, I believe you. Someone was playing the piano. Yeah. I I heard it.
2: Sure, I'll go talk to her, who's been outside for an hour. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's All so clever time.
2: that, had there ever
3: really been a ghost story that took that angle? So, yeah. I kind of go back and forth with, if I personally believe in ghosts, that I think a lot of the times, people that have ghost stories, for the most part, are elaborating is a on skeptic. a lot of things. I'm a skeptic, not saying that I, compl- I don't completely believe, but... I do kind of reason with myself of, okay, if ghosts did exist, this is, this is how it would go. Is that they don't know that they're ghosts. They're going about their lives and they don't know. Right.
2: Well, yes.
4: I, I mean, I think, like you know, uh, ghosts... As, as part of stories, all, they're always serving a purpose for that character. True. <laughs> and for what they're going through. And people who believe in ghost stories kind of, you know, for whatever Freudian reason need that. Right. Yeah. And um, I like to believe, I'm not, not that I'm a skeptic, but I, I, I just kind of, I think it's fun to to think that my my view of the world isn't the limit of the world. Sure. They're very well, very well could be things like this. The fact that ghost stories have been around as long as stories have been around. Oh yeah. As long as narratives have been, and oral traditions have been told the mm-hmm. fact that people would come around a campfire. Yeah. And, you know, tell a story about like uh, a ghost or there is sort of that sense of it is to honor people of the past. It's like, let's,
3: fascination with death too.
4: Yeah. Fascination mm-hmm. with death. This is a very human thing. Is that like, be- we're all going to, I mean, and think about back in the day when people only lived to be like 10 anyways, you're like, death is <laughs> yeah. always on your mind. Thirty, so you were like an old man. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like, let's get comfortable with death by having these like externalized, like, you know, uh, characters in our lives, you know, like it, it the fact that she thinks it's a very harmless thing, Victor, that it's just like an imaginary friend. Right. Because once you say it's a ghost, then it because it becomes something scary. Yeah. But if you just say like, No, 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 I just have imaginary friends, that's actually pretty innocent. Right. There's like a there's a kindness to that. That's what we offer to children. But as you're as you go through life and you experience these tragedies, then those are the ghosts that haunt you. They are not your invisible friends there anymore. You go. There you go.
2: I like the idea of like these ghostly children appearing in whatever they're Garb of their era, yes. Always British, yes. They yes. must be British. So we're we're waiting for you know ghost stories twenty or thirty years from now, where it's a Gently little kid, a little kid flossing, like in the living room, just like doing the stanky leg and flossing.
4: Oh, I thought you the meant dance. literally flossing. No, oh, the okay. dance. <laughs> oh god, and they just be really annoying. Like okay, <laughs> skate. And yeah, then <laughs> They run out no, of the thinking, room. Yeah, thinking that they are the height of cultural sophistication for their time. Yeah, and they run out of the room.:
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, my thing about ghosts is I'm like, do you know any personally?: A few. I got them on speed dial. Uh So I'm like, okay, are they just like walking around living their life, they're just trapped here? I don't know about that. I really liked I don't know, Scott, you've not seen. Uh, have you seen the woman in white? with Mm -mm. Lucas Haas from the 80s. Mm -mm. The Wonder in White is a ghost uh, movie from the 80s with Catherine Hellman and... uh, Or maybe it's The Lady in White. But they did this thing where... And they kind of did it in High Spirits as well, where the ghosts were just like... Oh, High
4: Spirits, I remember that. That
2: was fun. Young Liam Neeson. Daryl Hannah, right? Daryl Hannah, yes. Uh, They did this thing where the ghosts were just playing out like almost like how they died. Sure. Really. Hmm. And so they weren't really interacting. They weren't like, you know, Oh they like weren't serving you're sitting a purpose, in my chair, they, so I'm gonna yeah, like yeah. rattle my chains. They were just like it was almost like these echoes oh. of these of these uh you know impactful moments in their life or their death or whatever. And they're just
3: stuck on loop.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they curious. can't really interact with you that much. But if you see it, what you're seeing is just, like, this
4: echo of... And see, I know. think there's something kind of pleasant about that. And If we're talking about, like, the the idea of honoring people and, like, yeah. carrying those who we lost with us through life. Yeah. Um, Telling the story of the person living on. Like, my mom, there was something... She has like a ghost story from when she was a kid. Now that she believes in ghosts, but she she's one in particular that she's like, it was the one time when I was twelve and I'll never forget it. And blah blah blah. So anytime she hears a certain chime, um, she's like, uh, from from um, her her wind chime, she's like, oh that's that's grandma. Sure. And um, and it just kind of gives her a comfort of like, oh yeah. grandma's here. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, and when you think about it too, like I was thinking about the canon of ghost movies, and first I started with like Haunted House. Which is obviously what this is going for. It's supposed to be moody, atmospheric, mm-hmm. and scare you. But when you think about ghosts in the context of like, I mean, shit, the movie Ghost is romance, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then um, I was I was trying to think. I was like, what's the what's the best corollary for this? Like living with your ghosts. And I was like, well, Beetlejuice, <laughs> sure, <laughs> yep, you know. And then um, and Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. like these things are these are these are fun. These are pleasant. Yeah. Um,
3: And kind of the others does that thing that Beetlejuice does that... You're trapped in this house. You're trapped in this house. That when Grace tries to leave the estate, the fog just traps her in. The fog
4: won't let her get far. And
3: then she runs into her dead husband.
4: Okay, listeners... Let's talk about that piece of shit.
2: (laughs) Ghosts... I mean, apparently ghosts can fuck too. (laughs) Yeah, they have. Ghosts can fuck. So, listeners, just if you have not seen this movie... There is a major twist that we have been spoiling for a moment now. I mean, we just have to talk about it because it's, you know, that's like...
3: The ghost in the room.
4: We
2: can't continue talking about this movie without addressing they did.
5: So <laughs> is dead. the story is, is Christopher
3: dead. Eccleston <laughs> went to World War Two. Yes, he did not come back. Right, his wife Grace was stuck in this house, right. with these two kids with this condition, mm-hmm. and it drove her crazy. And she shot both of them. No, and then no, she smothered she them. Smothered she them smothered with them, with the, them with the pillow.
4: And then shot and herself. Then shot that, herself with, yeah. that, with that with that fabulous gun. Them. Yes,
2: with her toe, maybe she like pulled the trigger. <laughs> um, okay, and that's the thing. The children, the entire time, uh, or at least the older daughter, mm-hmm. what's her name, Anne. 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 Yeah. Anne and Nicholas. Anne keeps referencing something. Mummy going mad. when Mummy yeah. went mad. Yeah. Mummy went mad. Yeah. Yeah. And Nicholas is like, no, she didn't. Yeah, but he's not saying it like, "Oh, stop teasing me." He's saying it like, "Shut <laughs> up!" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Because obviously, I mean, if she if she went to the length of killing them, she was she was falling apart for a while, then. right? Right. Yes. Right. 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 And just given their respective personalities, where he's like, "Just let it go," yeah. She's combative, so yes. she's like, "No, no, yeah. no." Yeah, I'm gonna like uh, I don't I really and, don't want yeah. mommy to smother me. And, <laughs> you know, she probably put up a fight, whereas Nicholas is like. He just Fine. held his breath. He's yeah, like, okay. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, the, and and listeners, the inciting incident is that the these three people who show up at their front door at the beginning are also are ghosts. Yes, uh, that, that,
2: that, did, that answered the the letter that she never sent. That she never sent.
4: <laughs> who perished in this home some fifty right. years ago. Right, right, right. And they just appear on the doorstep. They just appear there. Yeah,
3: because they are there to help Grace come to terms with the events that have just taken yeah. place. I mean,
2: I think to them, they're just like, Oh, we got another one. Yep. We got another one. So let's, uh, kind of, oh, cause my thing, so ease her into this. Cause she might not know what the hell's going on. If we talk <laughs> about how
4: this move, like this is happening in like different times. So I'm wondering like, are they, so are they like stuck in the house in the way that she is? Right, right, right. That, that brings up
2: another question because it's a little ambiguous. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
4: Because, okay. Because,
2: because like what Scott mentioned, at some point, Grace is like, I got to get my ass to town. The, I'm hearing things. I don't know what's going on. I need to go talk to the I priest. I need a priest. I need a priest.
4: An so- old priest and a young priest.
2: <laughs> 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 so she, <laughs> I need a young priest. Oh, man. So she leaves down the main drive of this manor house. It's very like Downton Abbey. Like It's not that big, but it's a big house. And it's this tree-lined,
4: oh, which is cool you know,
2: causeway. Is I, very cool. I, I the was one reading. thing I hate
4: about the fog is how cool that fucking like that, <laughs> like, that tree-lined corridor that she's yeah, walking down yeah. is, and the fact that you really can't see it. Yeah, you can't see enough of it. So yeah. I was
3: reading; those were the location filming in England was her walking down that road. But oh, the rest okay. was the, so, rest, yeah. was in the Spain. rest was in Spain.
2: Neat, okay. neat, neat, neat. And like Scott said, the fog starts closing in on her, and she can't quite leave. The house, right? Very, yeah. very Beetlejuice. Very Beetlejuice. She yep. quite go Stepping to Venus, the, yeah. Stepping into that, but also very like uh Murder House, American Horror Story. Like we're kind of we're just stuck here, right?
4: Um, imagine getting stuck in like your one bedroom apartment. Can you? Could you imagine? Oh, like, God. thank God that these Jesus. people are getting stuck in these like beautiful, the, like yeah. at least they've got some in you the know, mans- some space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So, in her travels in the fog, she meets. Her husband, Her husband. Who's been lost in the war or who never made it back from the war. But she's just been waiting. So I love the thing that she's like, yeah, the war ended two years ago, but I haven't heard anything. It's like, girl, maybe you should plug the phone back in. <laughs> you haven't heard anything. Do you go got like go a, down to your like local like or does, she,
3: or does she still, th- is there a line yeah. where they comment on the war ending?
2: Yeah, she yeah. says it. She says the war ended, but like, I just haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think Anne mentions it like
4: later on too. She's like, "What the hell? Are, what is going on here?" Yeah, they just—they're just kind of like. <laughs> I, they, I think they just assumed he's dead. Yeah, because he hasn't come back. So they here's don't
2: know so back. here's my question. His like, this is his like ethereal like disembodied spirit. He just got like a pass. He just got like a day pass. I think essentially, he mm-hmm. just got like a day pass from like wherever, wherever he perished in like in like the war. And they like faxed him over to like
4: Yeah, I th- guess that's just how the yeah, rules to the I island. Guess so. Why not? Because that's the thing. At the very end of it, he's just like, All right, I'm out. Well, yeah, just 'cause some it's like he can't whoever's, stay. Whoever's, whoever's like, yeah, the puppet master above yeah. is like, Ah, damn it, she's breaking yeah. the rules. We got it. It's very Truman show. Yeah. It's no, it's Miss Argentina. She's up there. She's just like She's like, yep, she She's like a-
2: pulling all the strings. She's like, got his punch card. She's just like, yeah. if I knew then, what I knew now.
3: He only got a day pass.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so we got a day
3: pass. I thought that that was
2: very interesting that he, he
3: got. got a, he got a conjugal <laughs> visit. <laughs> yeah. A conjugal
4: <laughs> visit. And then I love the. He spends most love of it. In the bed, the, the gender of anyway. this too. So we've got all the powerful people in this movie are women. Yes. We have. We have. We have. Yes. We Mrs. have. Mills. We've got. We've got uh, Nikki. Mm hmm. We've got her Grace, daughter. Yes. And then we've got the old woman. Oh. With the eyes. Oh, the I've
3: old woman. I've seen
2: the old woman eyes. the most.
4: Fourteen times. Fourteen times. times. Ah! Yeah. That's what's <laughs> scary. Yeah. That was when she was like, oh, I need a breeze.
2: That was scary. <laughs> because yeah, we've we've heard Victor, but again, at this point in the movie. This could be Anne putting on a voice. Yep. This yeah. could be Anne running back and forth. And you're not trying to and you're not really Nicholas. sure
3: of when they're in bed together.
2: What exactly happened? Oh, Victor's in that bed.
4: Yep. Oh, I want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Victor's he's in that like, This is but, my but room. You could almost, but you could almost
2: read the scene
3: that Anne's. Is it Anne? Yeah. Anne's like she's fucking with him. Fucking it's fucking Anne. with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, no, it's 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 very scurry. Um.
4: And uh, gosh, where are we going with this?
3: Running into all of these people in the house,
4: the women, the strong Mm. women. The fact that the ineptitude comes from Mister Tuttle and comes from and like Nicholas, bless his heart, sweet Nicholas is just like so like, no, mummy.
2: He's just a, a a what does she call him? A custard. Oh, Cowardy custard, Cowardy, cowardy custard, Cowardy cowdy custard.
4: And then, cow- and then her husband, custard. who's like, uh, who's uh, who we we are led Ugh. to believe is like going to be someone who like you know he's a soldier. Yeah, he went off to fight. But then you realize too, he's a rich ass man. Yeah, so he's probably just playing war games because as she points out, she's like, you don't even oh want to be here with me. My
2: God, when she tells him all that shit and mm-hmm. breaks it down, and she's just like. This wasn't even our war. What the fuck did you sign up for? You volunteered. You're like, he just oh! wanted to get away from he just her to and get the kids. away from Cause he, her he, and the kids. He looks. I mean, it's not like he got drafted. That's what I was gonna say. At that point, Christopher did He looks like he's at least in their. They're like mid to middle to later thirties. The two. You know.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You know they did. They did not. He's not he's able-bodied not in that way. You know? yeah.
2: If we're gonna be going back to Beetlejuice, of
3: I mean. This movie is just missing Beetlejuice. It's <laughs> like a bio exorcism, yeah. to
2: get rid of the living. She could have used a bio exorcism. She could have. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, she could have used Beetlejuice. I guess. Yep. Did um, th- she did it them- herself, but she ripped up. But that but the paper. fact I that just, all,
4: the, all the power in this movie resides in these women. I yeah. just want to see. I just, just
2: want to see, wanna see yeah. Juno. Make an
3: appearance. Juno, you like your, case
2: your case worker. Worker. Talking to work. Get him out yourself. Yeah, talking
3: yeah. to Grace. Guess, like, it's your house. I guess Finalelia
4: <laughs> fin- is is sure. the Juno. She kind of is sure. Juno, yeah. yeah that's In that's her right. way, yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
4: Oh my god. Yeah, and then I guess the like the Lydia is the uh is Victor. Is Victor <laughs> is the old woman.
2: Oh, the old woman. Sure. No, she's Otho. <laughs>
5: she's also, yeah,
4: yeah. She's Ruining everything. This, yeah. We're not dead!
2: Okay, so we
3: gotta uh, talk about the scene that all of the ad campaign led with this fucking scene. Sure. In her little uh, communion she's dress. She's in her little communion dress. Oh, my God. That,
2: um... I mean... <gasps> okay, before mm. we got there. So, I'm fam- very familiar with this movie. I have not watched it in a few years, right? And so we're watching it. And... She's giving them their little homeschool lesson, right? Where she's like, you know, teaching them from their books and all that stuff. They're teaching them this horrible story about these two little boys who voluntarily martyred themselves to the Roman emperor, Justice and Pastor. And Anne is just like, oh, these idiots. Like, why did they do that? Are they just <laughs> I like love
4: that. It was so practical. Why are they
2: so stupid? Like, just say you don't believe in Jesus. God. You would forsake Jesus. Yes. And and Grace is just like, oh, never not She's my like, I don't want to die, mom. And Grace straight up is like, oh, well, then you're going to go to purgatory for the little kids. Mm-hmm. And where you're just going to burn forever. And I'm sitting here going, Grace, you idiot. That's only for unbaptized children. Like, you should know that. And Anne pulls that the card on her later we, on. The lies that we oh. tell our children. Anne's like, yep. you told me that we were going to go to purgatory, but that's only for unbaptized children, and we are baptized. And I was like, you tell me. yeah. I was like, get her, Jade. <laughs>
4: and, but the fact that they're living in purgatory. Well, also, also that. Yeah. The- one of the That's many the themes. Themes.
2: also yeah also that like so yeah. this whole movie's point is that like god
4: she's so really Don't what bother is it when c- she Catholic? when she's punishing her and then she's like and now you'll ask the virgin for forgiveness yeah and she's like yeah we didn't discuss that <laughs> She's like, now you're taking it too far, mom.
2: I'm not going to go over to that damn statue. Oh, I know. They've got that beautiful glass. Or a painting. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: The stained glass. Go ask the virgin for forgiveness. Ask, she's like, ask her for forgiveness. Do it. She's like, no, <laughs> no. I played along with your shit. Yeah. Uh,
2: the, all the homeschooling shit, but it's all... It's, it's all, all like cat yeah it's the catholic all, education
4: she's yeah. not it's not necessarily like they're learning you know <laughs> multivariable calculus or anything.
2: Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she, you know she pulls these or she she tries to throw these like these threats at them. Well, and is a handful. So I guess at some point you just got to be like I don't know, throw children's purgatory. <laughs> yeah, children's limbo. <laughs> throw that at her. But um yeah, that's just to say um where, where you were going earlier? That that, that point, that point in the movie, I I thought about it. I was like, "Wait, this is wrong. Like, that's not what. That's not what that is. What's going on here?" And then she brought it up later. Layered script, Pete. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, okay. So, it very very religious. So this scene, <laughs> this scene
3: is kind of out of control. <laughs> so is this the old lady attempting yes. to have the séance and crossover?
5: Ooh. Is she, pos- oh, is, she being, is she being
2: possessed? They say
5: they by say the, at the old end, lady. They
2: say th- no, the old lady is being possessed by Anne. Okay, in the real world, yeah, in the living world, mm-hmm. I don't oh. think intentionally. I don't think Anne was like, I, "I'm gonna okay. jump into your body." Yeah, but at the end it's when the they're old talk- lady, at the end when they're yeah, it's the old lady sitting down there. But at the end when they're talking about it and they're talking to. C- because Catelyn Stark, this old lady is a medium
3: that they brought in she right? says
2: she says she's this woman has spoken to this to this girl, and she was possessed by her by the little girl. Mm-hmm. she says it at the end. she says she was possessed by the little girl God Anne really is a handful, huh yeah, yeah. so I think that you know because and I think that's the room that they're in when they're doing the sounds. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, I believe it is yeah. yeah, yeah 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 so
2: I think they were trying to do it at one point. Or maybe it's the same day because who knows how time works. Yeah. Um, but I think they were trying to do the seance and Anne was there and mm. just kind of jumped into that the body. The Orlando? The the Orlando? Autumn? <laughs> Adam?
5: What'd what you do
2: to you your hair? Uh, Autumn sunrise. Do you like it? <laughs> yeah, I think she, that Anne just kind of fell into her and possessed the old woman. And then. To Grace, that's what she saw. All right, play the clip. <laughs> Where is my daughter?
0: <laughs> what have you done with my daughter? Are
5: you mad? I am your daughter. <gasps> you're, not, you're not my daughter!
3: No. No. <laughs> not. I mean, I guess they knew what they had. That they knew that they had to lead with that because we all knew that going into the movie, yeah. that we but were we, ready. We were ready to quote the scene. But if we didn't know
2: how gagged would we have been in the, theater, oh yeah, it would like, have been oh my
3: awesome. god. Oh,
4: even so, I mean, but the fact, I mean she fucks her up. She d- <laughs> she fucks her did up. Did you notice? Even if it isn't her daughter, she's yeah. like, I'm gonna fuck up this old woman, Ms.
2: granny.
3: Yeah. Did you notice <laughs> the the bit of sound editing that they did when mm. she's turning back into Anne?
2: I think it was just the dress ripping.
3: I think that it's like. Her morphing back into Anne. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: don't think you can
5: hear <laughs> too
3: much of this clip,
2: but in the when we watch it, um, how about the fact that the director wrote the score to this movie? Yeah, to really,
4: to really. Oh, beautiful that score. is so neat. So, did you guys see the behind the scenes? Watched a bit
2: of it. Yeah, yeah,
4: because he he. They said that and while directing, would play it, it. Yeah, he would, yeah. He would sit there and just like hum. Yeah, I was like, how neat.
2: Yeah. Now that's to that's get him rad. to get him in the mood.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Like he knew exactly what the the that was. Yeah. Wow. It's a it's a little it's a little type A. A little uh, you got to have your hands and everything. But I mean, cool.
2: I the mean, of good.
4: You know what's funny? And then he came out, and then there goes his artistic output. He was putting all <laughs> wow. of his, all of his like untapped sexual potential into movie making, and then he came out and was like, oh, and I never
2: then he just said. <laughs>
5: like,
2: okay, just sit I'm doing i I'm doing a Google search oh of him gosh. now.
4: Look him up. Kind listeners. of daddy. Is, well, here yeah. He's, working. Working. he's mm-hmm.
2: daddy. Well, the thing is, he looks really good now because he was like 28 when he made this movie. He yeah, kind of he grew like into it. He, he grew into his features.
4: Yeah. So what was Nick was like early 30s then?
3: Um, she was probably like 30. She was probably like 34.
4: Okay. Yeah. Wow.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, fascinating time of Nicole Kidman's career is... Yeah. Two thousand one when the Moulin Rouge and the others comes out. Right. She divorces Tom Cruise, career skyrockets, and then wins the Oscar for the hours yeah. the year after after this.
4: Now I'd read two things about production. One, that she didn't want to do it initially after having done Moulin Rouge. Well,
3: I think that just Moulin Rouge was just a bitch of a shoot. That it was long. She had she had that she had that near She had that knee injury that, I mean, that's why she dropped out of, out of panic room was just over medical reasons. Your next
4: role is you, is you going to be on the edge (laughs) for months, just like constantly anxious. She's
3: like reading her script of, okay, I'm playing a mother that murders her two children.
4: Yeah. She's, and, and at the time she had two children and is
3: refusing to accept it. Yep.
2: Yeah, that I mean, that whole story we won't get into all that, but yeah. that is some fucked up shit. What happened with Tom and yeah, those kids, and then she is ad- she adopted those kids, they were babies, yeah. babies put into her arms, and they're just like, Fuck you, you're an yeah, no, oppressive person. No, it's mm. not, we can't talk to you anymore, it's we don't want to talk to you anymore, so fuck those two, first of all. <laughs> um, little Connor and whatever yeah. the hell her name is, get the hell out of here. Isabel, Isabel, yeah, that is that and shit is wild. You
3: always hear stories that, I mean, just I think Tom leaving her kind of took her completely by surprise. That I don't think she really saw coming.
2: Those pictures of her walking out of the lawyer's office don't don't look that way. But <laughs> she looks pretty happy.
5: Yeah. But I think that no, I it was it was kind of a shock. Yeah, no. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
4: We'll be posting those pictures of her walking out of the lawyer's office. Mm-hmm. Those I great. mean, the fact that those their marriage great. survived um, eyes wide shut. <laughs> Yeah. And then went on
3: for another 2 years. Well, I mean, I think that that was probably when the the Scientologists really saw that we need to get back to him. That he's been in <laughs> yeah, England you know, filming this movie for 2 years and we need to take more tabs on him.
4: That makes sense because you know, I I was thinking about like his his output and during that time like he was um he was just a different person. Like he was pretty flippant. He was kind of a dick. Like, I mean, leading up to like the, the Oprah couch jumping thing. Yep. Like he you know, he was taking all these risks and like and Bring, in the last...
3: Bringing Scientologists to the set of War of the Worlds.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now but he has played it so fucking safe since yeah. that time.
2: Right, so right, safe. right.
4: What was the whole the whole Brooke Shields thing and uh Matt, 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 Matt. Matt, Matt.
2: You're being glib. You're being glib. Being
4: glib. Um. Yeah, that shit was wild. But that man is gone. That man is gone. Yeah, that
2: Tom is out now. Now, now the Tom that we see is the
4: like it's older statesman. I'm, it's like
2: I'm he's, I'm 60, but I'm still going to do push-ups every every day on set. Yeah, and I'm gonna shame my male co co stars yeah. into doing them with me because. Well, I think part of it I'm is 60. Also,
4: I mean, uh, tabloid culture of that time. Like they were just like catnip. They were like this was right before we had like our like uh, uh, Benifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were kind of the it couple. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Of the moment, and she's taller than. Her. And the <laughs> fact that like, and the fact that I think the I think the eyes wide shut of it's important because like they were like uh, the fact that like uh, Hollywood is always selling sex and they're like we're gonna put two of the most famous sexy people in a movie about sex, which wasn't mm. very sexy. Um, and it's going to be weird and it's going to be weird. And yeah. And it's going to subvert all that, you know, all that you think you know about them. I remember one of the, um, Oh, one of the things about that movie was they were talking about, like, there were a lot of, uh, there were all these rumors that there were, that they had filmed sex, that they had sex scenes that didn't make it into the final cut. And both of them had to say like, no, in fact, like what you see is the extent of what we did. I'm so sure. Yeah. I'm so sure. Right. Um, he was, they were subversive people, but not that subversive. Yeah. So what's the deal with Tom Cruise
2: marrying these women and then divorcing them when they turn 33? Yeah. Isn't that a thing? That's a thing. And mm. then, like... happened. So I mean, day. Mimi Rogers, it's, it's its own thing. Right. But, okay, he's Mom. never stayed married to any woman older than 33, and all his exes and all his ex-wives are 11 years younger than the previous one. Oh. But that cycle just ended because there's who you can't be 11 years younger than Nicole Kidman anymore. And no, you
3: can't be 11 years younger than Katie oh, Holmes. than Katie Holmes anymore.
2: Yeah, 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 right. That ship has sailed because the math won't work out to her being 33 when they get divorced, mm-hmm. right? But that's that's just a weird little so be alone it's a weird everybody. little factoid that came out. Yeah, yeah, it was also
4: just men in Hollywood. Like, what's uh, isn't 25 the limit for Leo? And- I mean. It has been for
2: quite a few years now. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tom Cruise makes a very specific type of movie nowadays. Yeah.
5: And I
3: mean, there was a time in Hollywood where Tom never did sequels.
2: Oh, is that is that a thing? I mean,
4: oh, I, yeah, don't think he that he, I don't Impossible think that he, he did like a sequel bigger, until like,
2: MI2. Uh, yep. okay.
4: Yeah, that was a big thing where they were like, I mean, this was back when like TV was like you know still like the movie stars wouldn't do TV and you know the fact that they were like oh he's doing a sequel it's so beneath him what a cash grab (laughs) yeah but it's
2: yeah I I feel like
4: Maverick was good. I mean, he's, he's, he's dependable. <laughs> he's, he's, he is a Swiss army knife. Yeah, but that's kind of where I am. I mean, very the dependable. new Mission Impossible
3: kind of underwhelmed, too. Yeah. And it was just released. I mean, it just came out this week that the new Mission Impossible movie was pushed back an entire year, too. With the latest one that they have yet to make.
4: But then talk about, you know, Nick's trajectory. The fact that... Um, oh, and the, the second thing about this is that apparently she quit during production and, like, came back. Of what of of this Of oh, the others of wow. the others, really, yeah, apparently like it was uh, it was as they were divorcing, and she just like on top of everything, she's like, "I just can't do it because this is like this is noted as being the last time that they like worked together, or even right. had to interact with one another, I
3: mean, right? Tom did red carpet stuff for this movie, so he did kind of he finished his end of the bargain with all of it, too,
4: gosh, that must have been what a guy, very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that, like, I mean, to this day, it's still bizarre when you when they're in like uh, rooms together for you know uh, like uh, award shows and stuff. Or Are they like.
3: ever in a room together for an award show? Isn't it either Tom oh, or Nicole has the custody of like the room, the Oscars, or the red, or the Oscars or
4: the Globes? I don't know. I think maybe it's just they're both so prevalent in the culture. Now, the thing I love about Nicole, and I think this is why she's an enduring figure to us, is her. Work ethic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what hasn't she done? <laughs> that woman, I mean, and that's the thing, like, uh, we'll go five years without seeing Tom in a movie. Yeah. But Nicole is like, oh, that's her eighth movie this year? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her yeah. output is, uh, we, we were joking before this about her wigs, and we were debating whether or not what she, because she's known, you know, uh, viewer, for right. viewer listener. listener. Um, I look really good, so I, I, tonight, <laughs> so I, I wish they could view me. Full glam, um, full glam, full glam. Um, I, I was misled. Um, <laughs> but no, the fact that, um, she, she loves a good wig and that she's always just playing like, just uh, bat shit characters. The fact that, you yeah. know, she, she won an Oscar for a nose and then she's since done that. Did y'all see Destroyer? Like no one yeah. did. I love Destroyer. Then it was, <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> you did. Thank God. And someone <laughs> did. Um, but uh, you know that's another like prosthetics kind of thing where like she like that's definitely not all. I mean I
3: hate to use the word fearless because it's such a it's such a yeah, stupid word to describe. It usually just means like brave. she's not afraid. Yeah, she's Like so she's, brave. Brave. <laughs> but, <laughs> she's so brave. But I mean and You can see her pores. She is very fearless of just how she tackles material. Um this movie got her uh, she got two Golden Globe nominations in 2001, one for drama, one for comedy. She won for comedy. Bad. And I would imagine that I could easily see a path where the others ends up getting the Oscar nomination. I was surprised. I thought the others was going to get the Oscar nomination. But got a BAFTA. It got a BAFTA. Moulin Moulin Ru- got a BAFTA yeah. But Moulin Rouge was very late-breaking. Yeah, that I think that movie really kicked into high gear around the time voting, voting time,
4: happened yeah. in mm-hmm. January. See, and I, do, I love those years where someone is just doing such good work that you think, like, you know, like, well, God, what what are we supposed to nominate them for? Yeah, yeah. And she's <laughs> so
3: good as Satine Moulin Rouge, too. So it's,
4: so it's like, like, I mean, we got the Oscar nomination for Moulin Rouge. So it's like, yeah. that's cool. And then the reason she won for The Hours is, I mean, <laughs> by a <your> nose. <laughs> but no, it's because that year she yep. didn't. And they were like, God, they were like, 2001 was really next year. It They're was like, the makeup. <laughs> it, was yeah, it was the, the makeup, yeah. yep. Good another brave performance. Yeah, but the fact that we just got and then she just kept going on and on and on, she got more and more experimental and was this when we got um Dogville Dogville was oh God four.
3: Dogville.
4: Yeah, Dogville was She had was to after put this. up with all she
3: had to put up with all that bullshit with Lars von Trier. Oof. Yeah. Yep. And
4: that then crazy. God would and then we got uh, Birth, remember that?
3: Birth. She Scott got birth. she got in that bathtub with um with that little boy in birth. Yeah. Yep.
4: <laughs> I mean, she was doing some real. I mean, and, and that's the fun thing is that like Tom would have never done that shit. Right. Because right. He, he's an he's an actor. He's a movie star. She's an actress. Yeah. He's yes. a movie star. She yeah. is a movie star. Yeah. But like he's a he is a like registered trademark movie star. Yeah. yeah. This woman knows how to act. Yeah. Absolutely. She's an she's an uh, dare I say an artist an art yeah. an artist. She really knows her craft. Yeah. She refers to it as her craft. And that's that's something I find so fun about this movie and all the references that it makes back to Rebecca and to the innocence is mm-hmm. that she knows exactly the uh, exactly the sandbox she's playing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. She knows that like that character. She knows that archetype, and it's getting subverted because this isn't the person who's being haunted. This is the person who doesn't know that they're the person doing the haunting. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. Which is so and what fun. A, and
3: what a fun role to play too.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I'm telling. Okay. Just a
5: little bit back to the movie.
2: And, and again, I've said this several times. Been a couple years since I watched it, not 20 or 22 or whatever. I feel like we got this Blu-ray and we watched it and you know, every now and then we'll put it in. It's been a few years. When we get to the, like the last like big reveal showcase showdown where they're in the room and they're having the seance where they're having the seance. And, and, she's, and she's fucking up with the paper well, well first first the kids hide in the closet yeah that's like the like, break that, moment that's okay. so scary yeah. I remember that scene yeah. sitting in the
3: theater yeah.
4: being like that was jump scare
2: holy the wardrobe, shit. an old like English style wardrobe that's like yeah. a piece of furniture in the room and they get in it the wardrobe doors fly open and it's the
4: old woman and you're just like ah yeah. Oh, I, 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 that was so fun because yeah. I remember. I mean, in the picture that she draws in the oh, earlier on, you think oh it's like a Medusa. God. Yeah, kind like an old witch.
2: Yeah. yeah so yeah. you're like,
4: you just can't believe. Like the thing yeah. about the family and Victor, you're like, okay, maybe I can buy that, but whatever yeah. she's getting into with this is bullshit. And yeah. then you see her. Yeah. And oh, God, the terror of that <laughs> moment. You're like,
2: no. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was telling the truth. It's a legit jump scare that they did not spoil in the marketing, which is good. So then. She starts doing that thing, and it's like a thing that some mediums do. I think she does it in Insidious. uh Shea does it. Writing. Where they, yeah, they're saying stuff. They're saying ha, blah, things blah, blah, out blah, loud, blah, 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 blah. but they're writing they're it writing down. It, yeah. And then what they're writing is She's like, a conduit. Right. And she says something about the pillow, and like, what about the pillow, and blah, blah. blah. And then you cut. Because, like, Grace is just, like, running around, yeah. freaking out, you know, throwing the shotgun all over the place. And when we cut back into the room, Anne is sitting next to, or standing next to the woman. Mm-hmm. And she's whispering in her ear. And you're like, no! And the woman is just like, okay, the pillow. What did she do with the pillow? And she whispers in her ear. And the woman goes, is that how she killed you? And Anne is like, What? Anne kind of has a moment where she's just like, Wait, wait, what? What did you just say? Say What (laughs) like they Anne and Nicholas knew that mummy went mad, but like I don't know, maybe to them they didn't they don't think that they're dead either. Yeah. None of them know the consequences of what happened. happened, But they didn't know They knew their mom was acting crazy. Yeah. And so when she says, Is that how she killed you? Anne is just she she's startled and she like takes a step back. And I was like, Oh. Like I forgot about that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So and all this, uh, I was just like, "Wow, this scene is so good." (laughs) And she just starts like picking up the table and shaking the table, and like the way it's cut together. Oh my god! I mean, this
3: house has to be. I mean, they are noisy poltergeists. They're closing doors left and right, ripping (laughs) down curtains, ripping,
2: (laughs) ripping like sliding
3: curtains.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, yeah, Grace and them are doing a number on these poor people that yeah. are trying to live there. Yeah. they're
3: dealing with a lot. <laughs> and that's what's kind of interesting about the story is that's a whole movie that is off camera. Right. Too. That, yeah. What else? That I would, we haven't yeah. seen.
2: That would be, the, that's the movie that you would think that, that you're watching. That you
4: think that you're watching. Yeah.
2: Which is very clever writing.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's an expanded universe here. There's a prequel that takes place during the tuberculosis times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's a sequel that definitely is like focusing on Catelyn Stark and her family. And I'm,
2: I mean, that's the thing. You know, we all we often joke about the limited series. You know, the limited series version of something. The
3: six episode uh, yeah. Netflix series. But of, I kind of, of like, the like that we
2: never got it. Yeah, I kind of like that we never got the sequel from Victor's point of view and like all that. It's like it's good that this movie that's the point of this movie Yeah, is that it's there insular. are things that are untold yeah. and things that we don't know and how crazy that we watched the wrong, we're watching the wrong movie. Like we thought
4: we were watching this. Yeah. You no, know. I mean, that's fun when you think that yeah. so much of, I mean, that's what the ghost trope is about is yeah. about like reckoning with the past, but mm-hmm. this movie actually inserts the future too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a way that you're like, Oh, like there are, I think about it from the standpoint of like, um, you know, they say, like, depression is people who focus too much on the past, and anxiety is people who focus too much on the future. Yeah. And God, if Nicole Kidman isn't anxious, you know, in every scene <laughs> in this movie. But it's, and it's, and it's the, the purgatory of it, yeah. which is what we're all living in at any given time, is not knowing, mm-hmm. like, what what we're looking in our rearview mirror at the ghosts that, quote-unquote, haunt us. Right. We're looking forward towards the ghosts that, like, we've yet to encounter. And that's like what causes this anxiety for us. It makes us feel like, oh, my God, what is it? What What's in store for us? When is our husband just going to <laughs> appear from the fog? Yeah. I'm always looking for my um, non-existent husband in the fog. <laughs> Every morning I wake up and I just go, Christopher, yeah. will you be coming back from war?
3: Oh, my God. And Mrs. Mills is there to just kind of be like, you just got to go with it.
4: Yeah, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. Like you just like. Fun. Yeah. She was like all in time. And she says that she's like, all in time. You're all in time. Yeah.
3: Like, you're dead. You just gotta enjoy and, it. And, and yeah, just, that's yeah, embrace the you yeah, just, just gotta enjoy embrace, the ride. You just gotta embrace the process now. She's very yeah.
4: much she's very much about like uh mindfulness. Right. You know, she's like, right. Let's be in the present. Yeah. Let's just be in the present. Like we don't have to worry about like we don't have to speed this up. Because I mean there she's she's like, look, you gonna be here for a while. Yeah. So we don't need to make this
5: anymore. Well, that's the
2: other thing that I like about the, or that I appreciate about this is that there aren't a lot of rules spelled out. So we do have to kind of make assumptions about things. Yeah. We don't know what the yeah. rules are. And, and again, if this were me today and if it was like a six episode miniseries on FX or whatever, it's like sometimes there's whole episodes that are just devoted to mythology and all this stuff. I'm just like, oh, my God, did this need to be an entire episode? Yeah, because Because we don't know. Up.
4: We don't know. Like, does like are are they all going to cohabitate? Right. Yeah. Do we? Because all... I don't think they didn't seem like because they were according
2: to Grace, at the end of this movie, this house, this is, ours. This yep. house is didn't seem theirs. like she was open to that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> so, uh, in a way that, like, where you know, our where and mm-hmm. her people. They're like, no, 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 like we're actually going to we're going to come back and we're going to be the benevolent ghost. We're going to be the Casper. Right. Right. We're going to be the friends that like that hang out with you and help you through this process where she's like, oh, no, we're going to be the ones that haunt your ass. (laughs) Come here. Yeah. Come.
2: And Mrs. Mills is just like, yeah, okay. so me and Lydia and uh, Mr. Total, he, he can come out of the shed now, right? Right. And she's like, yeah. no,
4: no, you go back to the shed. Go back to the shed. <laughs> yeah, we you, don't need you're you. Fine, you're fine in the shed. <laughs> this is our house. And isn't that just classism? Isn't that just like the you're aristocracy the of it all? Yeah. She's like, sorry, like, yeah, you, you, she's like, it's nice that you got to be the help in this life too. She's like, but as the owners of this house, yeah. we're going to stay here in the yes. main house. We will be taking up every bedroom. She's like, and I'm good. You know what? I think I'm going to put the curtains back up. I'm going to put them because I just got used to not having them. Yeah. Way. <laughs> um, oh, so let's talk about light really quick. Yeah, because I think this is also this is a good this is a good gay metaphor, right? <laughs> is you know hiding in the, in the shadows, shadows. <laughs> and bringing things like the light is dangerous. Mm-hmm.
3: This sure, is, this
4: is a funny thing about we having all, a gay we all director. have our
3: have our closets that we were once
4: living in. Yeah, yep. and that's the thing where she's like, where it's like we're all like hiding in the darkness, and then when you're when you're being haunted by something like these people are, yeah, dragging it into the light. Can literally kill them, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Until they accept it for themselves.
3: And isn't there a line with Mrs. Mills of, well, how do you know that your kids, like, react this way to the light?
4: Oh yeah, she's like maybe. Oh, she says something. Yeah, it's one of those like really foreboding things where she's like, um, like they used to, or she's like ever. She says something about like ever since it happened, or. You don't know if that's still the case after. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And
4: and it's again as an audience member, you're like, after what? Like yeah, after yeah. you know, and just telling us it happened, you're like, what happened? <laughs> what is the <laughs> moment? <laughs> well, what
2: was the reason? What was the reason? <laughs> I know, like I know you see the
4: dead people, but when?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, oh my god! I never thought about that. About
3: just sort of a trapped in the closet metaphor of this movie.
4: I think haunted houses, haunted yeah. closet, as metaphors. Like Serve the purpose as like ghosts do in narratives too. Is that like we're living in our own haunted house? Like our head is our own haunted house, and if we have ghosts, things that we're not accepting, mm-hmm. those things are haunting us. The calls are coming from inside the house. The
3: calls are coming from inside the house. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> ah. and, and here we are picking up the
5: phone. Here we are picking Every up the phone because we like to
4: gab. But when, <laughs> but there's like, uh, and the scary thing about this movie, I think, it, mm-hmm. to your point, Scott, about. Her saying, like, we're not going anywhere is that she it's almost like it's like you've come out of the closet and then you're going to be the villain. Right. You know, it's like there's this in the narrative of like coming out. It's like all this like you're tortured and then you come out and now you get to live your life as your authentic self. And this crazy bitch is like,
5: <laughs> actually, she's
4: like, no, no, no. Now I get to be my authentic self, which is I'm going to haunt the next yeah. people. I'm going to inflict pain as someone who's experienced pain like my entire life. Now I'm going to inflict on other people. Oh, I'm going to be the ghosts? mean gay. I'll yeah. give you go. She's going to be the mean gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be that muscle yeah. gay, that circuit gay. Yeah, who's just shitting on everyone? Who's like, mm, you're fat. Oh, is that picture old? <laughs> oh. And like I took it last week I'm like wow I'm busy week mm, yeah. mm. <laughs> busy week <laughs> busy week wow.
2: oh my god yeah i like it i like all of these suppositions and uh stories that we've made up
4: yeah not knowing the director was no. gay and then finding out who I didn't was. know that until until, until we pressed record yeah <laughs> no it, it puts it in a whole new perspective for me because it's yeah. like well, I, you know i was
3: also reading a quote from this director. Hold, please. Let me find, find it here. Okay, so Annabart said on directing the others, "My childhood was beset by fears: fears of the dark, fears of half-open doors, fears of closets, and generally speaking, fear of anything that could conceal someone or something."
5: Tommy, can you hear
3: me? And with your like <laughs> assessment right there, the that makes total sense. That yeah. a closeted gay guy would direct a movie like, like the others. Mm -hmm.
4: What is it about in, um, what is it about the gender thing you think? What is it about the fact that so many of these, these movies, these haunted house movies and stuff center on women? Because you can't, you can't do
3: that type of, uh, of an arc with a man.
4: Yeah. You're not going to have a male protagonist be
2: afraid of ghosts. You know what I mean? I feel mm. like it's just like, it's not like masculine or it's not like macho to be like, okay, oh, I'm like scared of.
4: Because I think so. I, 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 I don't think it's. I, s- I don't know how much of your audience simple. is, is uh, cis, het, right? You know, men. But for the two of you that are listening, uh-huh. I think, I mean, the, the universality of, the, of, of just the human experience is that right. we all have things that we're afraid of in our past. We all mm-hmm. have moments that we're, we all, we all have versions of ourselves that we're trying to be better than
5: mm-hmm.
4: that. We all have things that could potentially haunt us in our rear view mirror. And it's much more, and the, you know, the metaphor of being in the closet and then coming out is something that's like a very, um, you know, like graduating high school, like kind of, um, step that like that all queer people go through right and straight men don't live with it in such bookended terms right but the human experience is that we've all got shit behind us Mm
5: -hmm.
4: and we're all looking and we're all looking forward and hoping that like the the things that make us anxious aren't going to be ghosts that eventually haunt us that Mm these will be that they'll be casper's that they'll be slimers. <laughs> There'll be good I mean,
3: you want your ghost to be a beautiful movie star, too. You want the ghost to <laughs> oh, be somebody fun, yeah. like... Patrick Swayze.
2: <laughs>
3: I want I mean, be. I was thinking yeah. more like, you want the Grace Kelly. You want the Judy ghost. You want Nicole Kidman. <laughs> you want your leading lady, too. So it yeah. makes total sense why this character has to be a woman. And played by Nicole Kidman.
4: Okay, fair. Now I see the yep. gender thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, no, because like, <laughs> well, because there's also there's also a sense of the. You identify
3: more as a gay man with the leading lady.
4: Yeah, but why though? What was the reason? And the and the like, I I don't know. I think there's sort of a um, there's probably like some Freudian mother thing too about the fact yeah. that like there's a, uh, if it's a benevolent figure that it's you know sort of like a it it's got that mothering nurturing. I'm here to protect you mm-hmm. kind of vibe, as mm-hmm. opposed to what we usually associate with the masculine and with the father of like, right. You know, someone who's on it, like some ghost who's like, get your Be shit together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, we talk about this when we do slasher movies or more conventional horror movies, the whole, like, why do gay men love a final girl? We don't have the answer to that. <laughs> you know We're never gonna
3: have the answer to that
2: It's it's a thing
3: I mean dare we say the otherness of being gay The others oh, Just yeah. being other If you're gonna t- be really other, that yeah. like on the nose with it Yeah
2: yeah. But I mean no but it is a This is a real like uh, This is Something that there are You know there's tons of Of uh, Of research about it There's tons of um you know, people people write Dissertations. dissertations. People are smarter than Write books on this. And Absolute, teach classes on absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say. You know, um, like I said, the whole uh, queer fascination with the, with the final girl and, and slashers and all of that. Yeah. This is a, this is a question that the, our
4: little tacky little show is not going <laughs> to answer. When I would argue, in the Brene Brown of the world, right. <laughs> where <laughs> vulnerability is a strength
5: mm-hmm.
4: and the least Toxic men I know mm-hmm. are the ones who tap into their essentially their humanity, their vulnerability, right. the right. fact that like they're they are infallible people. Right. Yeah. Well, this
2: is why I love Poltergeist and why I want to do Poltergeist on the show is because the main the male lead coach mm-hmm. Craig T Nelson Stephen Freeling he's a father. You know he's he's. Craig T. Nelson. He's, he's like provider. Yeah. He's, he's like 6'5. Yeah. He's a huge dude, right? And his family is being threatened. His daughter has been stolen by these spirits. And his best shit in that movie is when he's like tells his wife, Diane, to go in, cross over to the neither world, yeah. and go get our baby back. Yeah. And he lets Joe Beth Williams, all five, four of her. Go in and do it, you know, because yeah. he knows that she's the mother. She's the mother. Yep. She's the one that our four-year-old daughter will go to.
4: And how sexy you know? is it when when that when they come back oh. and he's like, you know, and he's holding, yes, him and it's like, yeah. and he picks
2: her up all slimy mm-hmm. and puts her in the bathtub. Get the fuck out of town. Yeah, and the, and I think that that's what you're saying. Like that this is this is a big like a big guy, a masculine guy, the father figure, and he defers to his
4: wife. You know,
2: for a lot of this 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 story, yeah, which is to, she needs, to yeah. save our family, yeah, you know what our daughter needs, yeah, now, what our family mm-hmm. needs yeah. now
4: is you. So yeah. it's it's kind of, um, within the like totality of the human experience, knowing that regardless of whether you're masculine or feminine, yeah. that like you have that part of you, and sometimes you have to tap into it.
5: Mm-hmm. It Absolutely. means that I,
4: if I if I had a ghost, I would want it to be a, a beautiful white blonde woman, um, potentially in a wig. Sure. Um, or a very good-looking 50-something uh, Spanish director. <laughs> no, really. He's ah. got the picture up now, y'all, on his computer, and y'all need to check it out. Like, if if, if you see what this Alejandro, man looked like, if you Alejandro, see what good old Ale life. was looking like <laughs> back in, when he directed this movie and was covering his teeth with his top oh, lip, no. compared to now, no. damn. Glow up, baby. <laughs> I'm just going to say Alejandro. Yeah. Okay, he
3: came out as gay in '04, and then 2015 married his husband David Blanco and then they divorced in twenty nineteen. So he's on the market. Okay so I'm hearing he's So Alejandro
4: escuchando ahorita. Uh, Llamame okay uh, <laughs> my my handle is the Andy Er at uh, on on we'll, Insta. Come we'll find me. Slide into my DMs Alejandro <laughs> porque we could make another movie. I will be your Nicole.
2: You know when he casts uh, open your eyes that actor was like, that whole his whole gig was like the Spanish Tom Cruise. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he got, he got
3: like, like he got yeah. right up in the press that yeah. he was the Spanish Tom Cruise. Have you ever seen Open Your
4: Eyes? Yeah, it's
3: beautiful. Yeah, it's good.
4: Vanilla Sky sucks. Vanilla Sky. <laughs> um, Vanilla, Vanilla Sky. Sky <laughs> I, um,
3: a few months ago I did my Vanilla Sky revisit because I feel like my thoughts of that movie change whenever I watch it. That mm. I has it gotten any. Better? I mean, I think that that movie just lives As in I its hated. own just cuckoo bananas, not earth. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Cameron Crowe movie. All of the best parts of that movie are lifted from Open Your Eyes. Like shot for shot. For man, shot for shot
4: dialogue, stuff yeah. that was lifted straight yeah. from that movie.
2: Yeah, all this, all this stuff. What did Cameron wasn't Crow that right after, after just...
4: um, Magnolia, too? Like, wasn't Tom yeah, just it was in a, a weird, weird headspace?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't all of Cameron Crowe's stuff just Tom running through empty New York City?
3: I mean, Tom running is a theme in all of his movies. Through empty New York City. But though. in that movie, it is empty New York City. Yeah.
4: Now, that is someone I would not want to be my ghost. Tom Cruise. I was going to say, I would much you. rather
3: be in a house haunted. By Nicole Kidman than Tom Cruise. <laughs> Even if she were anxious to the nth degree yeah. like that, just like constantly behind me, like Did you shut will, the door? I will take <laughs> I will take Grace over Frank Mackey from Magnolia. Oh Jesus. Any day.
2: Frank TJ Mackey. Yeah. Frank TJ Mackey.
3: Um, by all means,
4: yeah. Nikki, come and smother me with a pillow.
2: You know, I don't mind that she's in these like housefrau like
4: Oh, I costumes. love them. I love a robe that she puts on. The robe is great. The, the robe, robe is the robe so, so great. great. <laughs> Let's talk about that. some of the like those production things, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's so... so the do you costumes. Know what, do you know what we <laughs>
3: noticed when Nick was holding the
2: shotgun? Yeah. Nicole's left-handed. I think she's left-handed. Yeah. Oh. Well, she has a watch on her right wrist for most of the oh, movie. okay. Which, to me, I was like, what kind of crazy monster wears a watch on the right wrist? Somebody who's left-handed? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scott was like, "Oh, well, we'll see when she holds a shotgun." And like she's holding it, and I was like,
5: "Well, how would God, I it's hold ironic it? that she's held
2: one. you're gonna want to hold um
3: the main part of the rifle, the with dick your, part with yeah. your dominant, hold hand. the
2: dick part with your yeah. with your dominant hand. So then she,
3: well, maybe that's why she's, so she's got, got the.
4: I mean, thing. considering that like time makes no sense in this movie, right. it, it makes sense that she's a monster who's got her. Sorry to the, our left-handed <laughs> listeners, but she's a monster who's wearing a watch on her right on her right hand because she's not checking it.
2: Well, and also she's in really one scene, it. it popped off like it. It was on her for most of it. It's when her, she and Mrs. Mrs. Oh, like a Mills continuity thing. Are at the fire? At, oh, you're fire really arrest. paying attention to yeah. that watch. Well, that was the thing. That was when we. That noticed was it. when I noticed it. I was oh. like, Oh, look, she's wearing a watch on her right hand. And I, I was like, Look, Scott, look, because he was like looking away. And when he looked back, it cut back to her and it was gone. And I was like, It's gone. <laughs> Oh my God,
4: Gaff Squad! Now that's a haunted house movie for you. Yeah, yeah.
2: The ghost it was deliberate. Of her, the Ghost of Her Watch.
4: Um, so some <laughs> other things I appreciated, like this is a beautiful home. Is it a? It's a set, right? Or is this like? I don't has know. To be. I can't imagine sh- some of the some shots. Mansion. Like there's the one. The shots I love in this movie are. It um, spins around the room.
2: Yes. Ugh. So cool.
4: And then, so the fella who, um, I cannot remember off the top of my head, but the guy who's the... Um, the DP? He did something else relatively recently that was like so neat. Um,
3: I noticed that he shot Talk to Her.
4: Yeah, he's got a fun career. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, production design on this is, is uh, great. There's nothing yeah, that's no, the production anachronistic. So cool. It's um, probably
3: a mixture of a real location and sets, probably.
4: Yeah, because it that's probably fun. just depends on the what framing. room of the house you're in. I love the moments where, like, she's hearing something up, like upstairs, and it's shot from above. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's making her look so small, and in those moments, so anxious. Something the uh, fun about this, about space and light in this movie, mm-hmm. is that when she's in a room that is entirely well lit.
3: I was gonna say those are the most unsettling scenes of the movie, is where you she's see, like alone, is where you yeah. see the most light. Yeah, too. it's when she's. The most
4: uncomfortable is when she's out in the daylight. Yeah. When she stepped out of that closet. Yeah. No, when she goes out in the fog and stuff, she's literally like, I mean, she's going out in the cold, whatever, but she's literally like, you know, holding herself. When she steps out in the fog,
3: when she goes into the room and she's uncovering all of the sheets. Oh, how
4: fun is that? Like uh, that that scene I'd forgotten was, or no, just her going into a room. It's like, it's a haunted house movie. Yeah, Yeah. And she's going into a room, and everything is covered in white sheets. Yeah. Everything is potentially I'm like, a ghost hiding. Why like, do you that have do so you have on the a nose? Size statue of the Virgin. Mary. But so <laughs> I know. Well, wouldn't she? Wouldn't she? This crazy ass. Like I'm she's like that's like, how
2: I know the director Spanish. She probably yeah. like wheeled it. In,
4: like she wheels it into their bedroom every morning, and she's like, "Say hello <laughs> to,
5: to the, the Virgin." virgin.
4: <laughs> and she's like, "Mom, we're not doing this. We already yeah. talked about this. Put it back." put it back. I mean put she it
3: got it in, in those little room. she got it in those little Catholic markets where you can get a a big Jesus and Mary statue. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, but like look, up, Mexico, our look up our DP. the version of the Guadalupe. So
2: he, so this director this director of photography, Goya's Ghosts, Vicky Cristina Barcelona.
4: Vicky Cristina, that's a funny one. Uh the Ugh. road. Interesting. The Goya's road. Ghosts. He
2: did two twilight movies. He did New Moon and Eclipse. Interesting. Uh-huh. The Fright Night remake, Warm Bodies, Blue Jasmine. He did the yeah, the Poltergeist remake.
4: Poltergeist he has a really so interesting career. He has... Thor
2: Ragnarok, yeah, yes, the that's heck? the one
4: where I was yeah. like, holy shit! Because so imagine has, if we um, talk about light. Alejandro had started on that or I stayed mean, on that path. Yeah, again, Alejandro, si <laughs> estás <laughs> escuchando, <laughs> escúcheme, escúcheme. <laughs> Oye, <laughs> activo, pasivo, whatever. Oh just hit me up, God. we'll figure it out. <laughs> Tenemos un amor. Watch, he's gonna find me. He's gonna find he me. He's will, gonna be like, never I heard these other faggots, they um, <laughs> how, <you> say, <laughs> how do you say how do you how do you say how do in English? How do you <laughs> say it? Se dice? Yeah. <laughs> se dice un oh podcast? Oh my god.
2: <laughs> I have to tell you, um, when we do our uh, social media posts for these episodes, we use the posters from the movies. Ooh. And then we usually use the original poster and the IMDB is usually pretty good about posting like the main original yeah. what they marketed it poster with. what they marketed it with
4: it's a black one right with her like it's black and she's holding a candle and she's looking not
2: anymore now I don't know what nice. the hell's going
4: on oh. with this <laughs> listeners I'm being shown a... Oh. it's cute I like it
3: <laughs> once in a while Pete once in a while a fan made poster
5: does oh, make it to IMDB well you know too. what this
4: reminds me this is almost reminds me of the opening um, yeah. Yeah, the opening when she's telling the kids the, the story and we're oh, the yeah. storybook.
3: That yeah. is a um, hold on. That is a reference.
4: I ha-
2: here. Let me. It's in my notes. Oh, because there's like the woman in the background. This is a scary ass poster. I love it though, but this almost does look fan made.
3: Okay, Andy. The movie opens with Nicole Kidman in voiceover reading a story. She begins the words with now, tri- "Now, children, are you sitting comfortably?" Then I'll begin. That comes from a BBC radio program, "Listen with Mother," broadcast in the UK between 1950 and 1982. That mm. always began with wow. "Are you sitting comfortably?" Then I'll begin. So spooky. it was a little. It was it was kind of like a if you know if you know you know okay. that's if you're little, old that's
4: a little spooky. I like it though. Cute. If
3: you're old. I thought it was a so, cute yeah.
4: introduction, especially considering if this movie spends so much time with um, children.
3: Yeah, is that yeah. it was? Because like, children are
4: just inherently it's creepy. It's like you're <laughs>
3: well, and also you're listening to this ghost story. You're oh, listening to this yeah. like this creepy bedtime story. Yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, that's a fun one. We see, gosh, this this movie really does layers. Yeah, <laughs> it gives you so much to gives yeah. you so much to work with.
2: No, but uh, I th- I think we probably should wrap it up because we're, <laughs> this is this is what
3: a
4: going what a long, fun
2: what a fun Halloween movie. movie
3: Andy yeah, this was a fun one to talk about. I'm glad that we did it.
2: Yeah, this was a great. I'm telling you if you ever have questions, maybe this isn't the right movie for the show. It's the right movie. And for it's funny show. that sometimes
3: Andy, I'll pick these movies just thinking like, well, I just really want to talk about the others. <laughs> like I think that I' uh, we'll, we'll figure this shit out. And then, as we're discussing it, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, there's always this was actually there. kind of perfect. There's a
4: reason why it resonates. Guess yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I, there's I, a
3: reason why I already been new. And
4: as I said to the one or two heterosexual men that are listening, like, there's something here for you too, fellas. <laughs> there's something here for you too. It's not just for the gals and the and the gays and the bays. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, hey, I think we have a new. I think we have a new uh, logline for our show. <laughs> But this was a lot of fun. Andy. This Thank has been so much on. fun.
4: My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to. So let's see. We did. I've done this with you mm-hmm. folks. I've done Scream Two, mm-hmm. Adam Family Values. Yeah. So oh, I. You got right. some good ones. Yeah. I always you always pull me in for the real creepy ones. So I, <laughs> I look forward to. Yeah. I look forward to what's next.
2: Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a light comedy next time.
4: Yeah, something something nice and romantic. Yeah, no, I like. We'll do bewitched. Ooh, we'll stick
2: with Nicole. Oh, Nicole Kidman bewitched.
4: Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that settles it.
2: (laughs) Nicole does not want us to do that. Uh, Oh, Nicole Kidman. I mean,
4: (laughs) Nick, if you're listening,
2: patron
3: saint of movies that made us gay. Absolutely, she's our favorite.
2: Yeah.
4: Can't clock. Can't. Clock a lace front can't clock a lace front. (laughs) Well, in a couple of yeah, um, that's 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 not her fault. That's production's. Yeah,
5: absolutely.
2: All right, Andy, we'll send you on your way. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll we'll figure out what we're gonna do next. But until then, we'll see you soon. And
4: like a ghost, I'll be gone. Tommy, can you hear me? Thank
2: you so much for listening, everybody. It was a fun month, Pete absolutely i can't believe we are all through with spooky October. we talked about fun
3: movies we had a great celebrity interview with lisa wilcox absolutely. listeners if you have not listened to our
5: yes. interview
3: with lisa wilcox we did it as a bonus episode it was a really fun conversation yeah it's on the main feed so go check out you know where you listen to the show we're
2: huge dream master fans mm-hmm. so
3: it was a
5: that was, fun little, child.
2: that was a fun little chat. Absolutely, it was such a pleasure to talk to Lisa Wilcox. I mean, little twelve-year-old me. If you'd have told me, I'd be having a Zoom call with Alice with Alice Johnson from the Dream Master, asking her questions. Yeah. like, oh, what a joy! I love it,
3: Pete. So I think fun. that
2: we have some Patreon shout-outs. <laughs> Patreon shout-outs. <Let's> <laughs> All right, let's say hello to all of our wonderful active patrons, including patron Tammy and Roberto, Brett, Trent, Daisy, Kelly, Chrissy, Steven, Jake, Desiree, Laura, Thomas, Lori, Brenna, Jesser Abbott, Lawrence, Lisa, Alexis, Thomas, Millie, Ted, Benny, Tremel, Melanie, Susan, JJ, Amy, Shelby, Jamie, uh, Drew, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emma Millie, Aaron, Nick, Christine, oh, Nick and Shannon, Christine, and also Rafino. you guys. Thank you so much for being patrons.
3: We have a lot of things happening on our Patreon these days. Yes. If you are a $5 and above level, you will get our television that made us gay. Yes. We just did a My So Called Life episode. We yes. also it was did a spooky Halloween episode. The Adventures of
2: Pete and
5: Pete. Yes.
2: We'll be doing lots more moving forward. Uh, television shows that really uh, made an impact on us. If you have any suggestions for TV shows that you'd like us to cover on the Patreon, hit us up. Uh, you can send us an email or write to us directly on Patreon. But listeners, if you're not patrons, go to patreon.com slash movies that made it's gay check out all of the bonus content that is on there. Over 30 Watch With Us commentary tracks where we watch a movie, we give you instructions on how to sync up the audio track that you're listening to on your laptop or your iPad or your phone you can sync it up with the movie that you're playing on your TV if you have the DVD, the Blu-ray or if you're streaming it Give you instructions on how to sync up the two tracks so that our commentary aligns with what you're watching in the movie. It's yeah. super fun when you do it. You it's really cute. And if you don't want to go through all that rigmarole, it's not that hard. Um, you can just listen to the tracks as a bonus episode, just like you would a normal episode. And there's still fun that way too. Yeah, there's over 30 of those uh, over on Patreon. We'll have one That's for amazing.
3: the month of October coming. In. Um, very, short. very shortly, I think. around
2: this episode, around when this episode comes out. Absolutely. Uh, so, check that out. We'd also love it if you would uh, rate and review the show. Give if, us five stars. Yeah, if you're we would on love that. Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can give us a five star rating. Please smash that fifth star all the way to the right. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can write us a review. If you have an iPhone, Apple Podcasts is there. It's, it's really installed Open it up. Search movies at Minnesota. Write a review. I love this show. It's great. Signed, listener. And uh, we'll read it on an upcoming episode. Uh, It's easy, it's free, and it helps us so much. You guys, anytime you give us a five-star rating, anytime you leave us a review, anytime you repost, like, share, write a comment on any of our Instagram posts, all that stuff really helps the show um, kind of get spread out there to new listeners. Uh, Speaking of which, check out our Instagram.
3: Yeah. We've had some posts that have been popping off. Yeah, absolutely. That's Sherry O'Terry. Video is still getting the likes
2: Molly
5: Shannon, you It guys. was liked
2: by Donna Murphy It was liked by Donna Murphy, Mother Gothel herself It <laughs> was liked by uh, Bowen Yang gave us a like uh, We've got uh, uh, Kristen with liked Yeah <laughs> That's kind of funny to be. I'll be
3: working up product at TJ, and then I'll see a notification on my phone. Oh, Kristen Chenoweth just liked our, just
2: liked our Sherry O'Terry
3: leg up video with yeah, Molly Shannon.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you're on Instagram, we're at Movies That Made Us Gay. You know, like, repost, share, comment, all that stuff. It really, really helps. We're closing in on 3,000 followers on Instagram. You guys, I'd like to hit that 3,000. And be honest. So keep liking the show, keep telling your friends, keep reposting, all that fun stuff. And um, you know, we're on uh we're on all of them. We're on X, we're on Threads, we're Blue on Sky, Blue Sky Threads. We're at on uh, Threads, we're uh, at movies and we're at M T M U G Pod. Most active studios, on
3: Instagram. But we are most that's
5: active. Where party, on that's where the party that's where the real party is. is
2: fun memes and most of our memes are farmed you know we're made in-house by us so if you think they're funny hey we wrote them um anything with a watermark we did it uh so yeah so follow us there and do all that good stuff and if you want to follow our personals feel free uh i am pete once again i'm at peter lasagna on uh instagram so give me a follow Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letter, my letterbox. Yes, yeah, Scott's letterbox is Scott's letterbox, but I'm pretty much watching the movies with him, so anything he sees, yeah. I pretty much watched it, so I don't have a letterbox. Um, he, writes, he writes the good reviews on there. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. It's almost November. Going to November and December. It's almost my birthday. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.